yeah, it was so close to when Kobe had left, you know, had just uh, retired. I just was not feeling Bron coming. And then I knew I knew it was going to lead to them blowing up the young, the core we had. That's the interesting part because a lot of people said, man, we had a young core. I was like, I don't think y'all had the patience to deal with. Yeah, guys. L.A. ain't the type of city that's going to develop no young talent unless Perfect. it's like a clear-cut superstar. Like if it was like Luka Doncic or somebody or Zion, we yeah. got the patience for that. Whereas like out the gate, they're going to be nice, but we ain't had mm-hmm. the patience to let Ingram or Ball and all them cats. Like we ain't Hell, had because even with D'Lo, I'm like, D'Lo had the talent, but I think mm-hmm. at one point you lose in the locker room. Yeah, and because I don't blame him, he was a kid, bro. Like, I ain't <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well, it's interesting, yeah. But Bronze pulled up, I got a title out of it. It's, I mean, it's yeah, this- we got, yeah, even that was weird, though. It was a bubble, t- and I ain't knocking the bubble title because you, I mean, it still was bad, and they was hooping in that bubble. Like, I do it's not, just, we didn't get to see it. Like, that's the craziest, right. Shit. yeah, right. They was moving in that bubble, but it wasn't like, you know what I mean? It wasn't the normal, like, with the crowd and having the audience, you know, uh, the crowd there and everything. But they was hooping. That was high-level basketball. Like, uh, No, I'm, I'm with you because um, I have a friend, me and one of my homegirls, she's a Rockets fan. Okay, for sure. And, you know, we got the 4-5 or five seed matchup. We were already kind of figuring that was going to be the matchup for a minute. Yeah. But we were planning on renting cars and going up to the Chesapeake Arena for a home game in Oklahoma and then going down to the Toyota Center in Houston for some Rockets games. That would have been live. They were trying to and I was about to be I was about to be wild as hell. I was about to pull up in Oklahoma with the CP3 Rockets jersey on. Right. I was gonna pull up to Houston with an OKC Russ jersey. Like I was bound to, I was ready to just do some bull chaotic shit. <laughs> and the series was still live. I'm like, damn, I'm in my house watching this. Like I can't Yeah, can't that, was, go out. that was a it's, really good series. Yeah. Like we can't. I'm talking about down to the wire, dick. I'm stressed. Yeah, no, nah, that was a yeah, that was the Lou Dort series for real, for real, nah. bro. <laughs> that was Lou Dort's breakout. He was balling. I used to hate Lou Dort until that game happened. I had um, never heard of him till that bubble because I didn't, you know, that year I wasn't watching a lot of Thunder. After Russell, I'll kind of start watching the Thunder games. Um, a lot of people see. I was like that too for a minute, and then I know where we creep up to the eight seed. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And we just kept getting better. I'm just like, okay, let me watch these guys. Right. Like, we just watching some phenomenal basketball. Yeah. yeah. No, Lou Dort, he nice. He y'all got Thunder got some pieces, man. Yeah, y'all got a bright, like a real bright future. And it's y'all just, competitive now. Like y'all already play hard and like bro. It's so funny. Like I'm watching games. I'm like, oh, we about to lose this shit. Yeah. I get a phone call from my aunt. She's like, hey, turn the game on. I said, What you mean turn the game on? He was like, Hey, we cut the lead from 20 to five. That, yeah. I said, huh? Yeah, because Shea is nice. Yeah, Shea nice, and then Josh Giddy. Yeah, Giddy is super nice. And, like, you know, who knows what y'all might – if y'all get a top three to, like, pick this draft, who knows? Like, like, if y'all get Jabari Smith, it'd be over. Like, y'all be – I was hoping that we would get the top three last year. I wanted Evan Mobley bad. Oh, he would have been not – yeah, he would have been super nice. for. I'm cool with y'all – I'm cool with y'all getting Evan Mobley because, truthfully, I believe more than anything, Cavs does Cavs fans deserve a bright future or yeah. a light at the end of the tunnel? That's not LeBron James. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, yeah, we we definitely get. Um, I don't even know if I would want. I mean, I can't, it'd be cool if LeBron came back, but he would have to. He would just have to fit in, you know what I mean? He yeah, just he can't to, run the team no more. Like, yeah, them days is over of him coming in and like, yeah, he got to let Darius do run the team. But bro, I'm surprised that Darius Garland knew he was good, but I was debating for a minute. 
I said, I truly don't know who's better between him or Colin Sexton. Oh, word. I did not have it. I might listen. I got my answer this year. <laughs> I had him before the draft. I had him pegged down. Um, I didn't realize I live in Nashville now. I, I wasn't living in Nashville when, during that. Well, I had just moved to Nashville when he, but I didn't know he was like he like a Nashville legend here because he played high school ball here. Oh, he like yeah, he from uh, Brentwood, which is a little a suburb outside of Nashville. He 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 originally from Gary, but they moved down here for like middle school, and high school. Um, but yeah, they, he he like a basketball legend here. They say like fresh from like fresh like eighth grade, he was already like cold, like already. But I was like I was kind of high on because his dad played in the league, and I'm always like anytime a player's dad played in the league, I kind of already give them like the benefit of the doubt that they're gonna. Oh be yeah, especially if they weren't like no crazy star. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, I, I, I already always yeah, exactly. Like if they got if, if it's like Michael Jordan's son, you know, never maybe not, but like if somebody who his dad was like a journeyman type of player, so it's like I already give him like all right, he gonna be straight. Oh, big um, facts. Because I'm even looking at Cole Anthony. I'm like, oh, that's Greg Anthony's son. Oh yeah, that nigga about to be a bucket. Yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah, if, if a cat, like, yeah, it's interesting though. A lot, not a lot of NBA legends play son, kids make it to the league, but it, it is a lot of cats who not, especially this generation who uh, they got dads that play in the league and everything like that. But yeah, yeah, these, yeah. these new niggas, man, just in general, these new hoopers are phenomenal, man. I'm looking at these last few draft classes 2018, legendary already, damn near, right? Yeah, legendary, you already got Luka Doncic. Of course, you got Trey crazy. Trey Young's going crazy. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton is doing is pretty. He's about as great as a center can be. He and he has great for as like he not he only gonna get so many like touches. Also with Chris Paul and Devin Booker on the team, you know what I mean? We who knows if he was on a team where it was just built completely around him, but he is for what he is. He's nice. Like I love like I like his game. To um, me, if DeAndre DeAndre Ayton could be what we thought Andre Drummond would have been, if he had his own team. He could be easily 25 and 12 guy. Yeah. Easily. But, hey, ride that out with them. The Suns, I love them, too. They're a fun team to watch. They might, I, I really think it's going to be a rematch, bro. I bro, think it's going to be the Suns, too, bro. You don't understand. And I'm going to be riding for the Bucks again, boy. Because <laughs> I, 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 everybody's sleeping on Milwaukee. But, I, like, Giannis got the look, bro. He just, like, once you win a championship, it just puts you up. Like, I'm seeing you a different Giannis do he couldn't do a year and a half ago. Yeah. He hit you with the fadeaway. He got a little mid-range now. He going crazy and shit. The only team in the East that I think could, is the Nets, honestly. I think that's the only team that could, like, at full strength, like with Kyrie playing all the games, though. And, but, dude, I don't want to see them play the Nets again because I almost had a heart attack last season. That that series was, man, it was so, that was a great series. That's a little, like, I've never been a huge KD guy, especially after he went to the Warriors. But like that series, I was like, bro, you got to respect greatness. You got to like, um, he's like a legend. You know what I mean? Man, that series when I came to peace with my thoughts about KD, because you know, a Thunder fan, like I was, right. I was just oh, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. After I see, listen, that last possession in OT when he took that mid range shot, I legit fainted because I thought he hit it. The moment I saw it go up, like I fell out because I'm like, oh my God, he hit it. It's over. Yeah, right. And then uh, Homegrown Chilling with, she's like, nigga, get up. I said, yo, what happened? She said, he missed it. Right, yeah. And they just kept playing the replay over and over. I said, what? Yeah, man. That's serious. After that, I said, nah, Bucks got it. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. After that was like, they, that was kind of, they got tested. But 
I, I would love a rematch with them again. Like that'd be especially with Kyrie at full. Like I don't want if he part time, I don't want to see it. But if he like back full uh, playing full time, like that's gonna be a great because they like they. I mean, I want to see them in the Sixers first round. I want to see Nets like in the seven two. I would love to see that this next Sixers seven two. Cause I think the Nets would beat them, bro. I like the way they look. I mean, I know it's one game and it's, but the way they look, bro. Like I don't like Harden. Just ain't. I don't know, bro. I just don't know if he's just that type of like. My thing with Harden is this: um, anytime it's always been time to close something out, or if it's an elimination game, it's like a series. When anytime the series is really on the line, he's yeah. always underperformed. That's been normal for him. Like, yeah, he's right. always done that. The closest thing you kind of got from him was to performing was last year. But it's like, oh, he was on a bum leg. Right. Yeah, he shouldn't have been out there to me, in my yeah. opinion. He should have been yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, nah. I uh yeah, Harden. I mean, honestly, he started showing that in the 2012 in the finals, which you probably remember as a Thunder fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he's so like it's crazy but, to think like look at because I at that point I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, oh, he's young, you know, this is only his like second or third. That was like his third year in the league. Yeah, it was his third year because yeah, you're young like, enough, not young enough. You're old enough to remember. Most people don't remember it. The Thunder were favorites to go into the final and going into the finals. Like it was Vegas yeah. betting odds, media yeah. odds. They was talking about Thunder in fucking six. Yeah, right. And they won game one too, so it was looking kind of masterclass game. Yeah, <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah, we was, and that was a that was a low key underrated goose because every game was close. People like people might look at it now and be like, "Oh, it ended in five and be like, "Oh, he just it wasn't like the only game that was a blow was that game five. Like every other game yeah. was like went down to like possessions. Key possessions in the third or fourth. Yeah, like, exactly. That's how close. Yeah, and was. I feel like they lost that due to eight, like you know, inexperiences. Like those type of games, you went off of experience and everything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Any game, even times of Westbrook is going off. He does something dumb and stupid because he's moving very quickly. Fast. He always, yeah. KD was very passive aggressive. It's like a passive. He could KD could give you thirty, but he was very passive. Yeah. And James Harden wasn't. James Harden wasn't doing nothing. Yeah. Man. I was like, yo, where is he? <laughs> yeah, bro. Because he was so cold in that Spurs series. He was. Oh my god. Him. He I'm was so- hooping in that Spurs series, bro. I was like, okay, they got a nice little trio to go on, you know, for the future. He was hooping in that Spurs series. But like them lights got too bright for him in the finals. Like and he yeah. mind the strip clubs, mind yeah. the strip clubs calling that boy every right, time, man. man. Yeah. What's so? I uh, I don't want to switch in this yellow show, so we go wherever. But I want to know as a Thunder fan, bro, what is your take on like Russell Westbrook, the player, just in general right now, what he's doing in like this year, his LA year, this season? But you've seen years of Russ, because Russ is like. I, I was I was a huge Russ fan, especially after KD left. I was. Oh yeah, that's that's when we really. I was always a, I was always a big fan of Russ because I'm very energetic. Yeah, and I love the energy that he brought. Right, like, he's the guy. It's where KD's the best player, but Russ is like the vocal nigga on the team. And yeah, he the motor. That. He like he was like the motor to that team, like the heart mm-hmm. and soul. I don't forget like, when we went up three one. Uh, he was the best player on the team. Yeah, he yeah for real. Yeah. He yeah. was going dumb yeah. like that series. Like, Jesus Christ. To see him now, I knew at one point he was going to have a decline year. I thought it was going to be last year. He turned up at the end. And I was okay. Still was a assist leader. Led them to the playoffs from the play-in. Cool. And you, you didn't – you know, so you didn't get swept by the Sixers, who they were favorites at that point. They mixed right. all their ones in the finals. 
Right. So I'm looking at them like that. And you know, like Russ, he's he did what he needed to do. And looking at how the 70s, look at how the Lakers turned out last season. They wanted, they pretty wanted to make a big trade. They couldn't get Lowry because for reasons and at the deadline, they didn't want to give THT yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it was dumb cool. in hindsight, but yeah. It was whatever. dumb as fucking hindsight. Yeah. But so, I get, so I got that. And I kept saying, just looking at the lack of energy, and I'm looking at what Russ is going to watch, and I said, hey, yo, I think a piece that you could probably use Russell Westbrook. I made that take back in May. But again, I'm seeing what he's doing to Washington. This is the strangest thing. It's like, it's partially he lost a step, but also partially it's a bad fit and they're not even trying to help him fit in. Yeah. My thought process, it worked in Houston. If it worked right. in Houston, it could work anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I'm not seeing a lack of, there's a lack of effort to try to put him in to make him, to make him succeed. I'll be like, hey, start them together or do like what you do with him, him, him and James Harden. Stagger yeah. their minutes to let them run their own units together. Right, right. That's why they trade Clint Capella so he can run his own unit with right. DJ Tucker, Robert Covington, all of them. I'm not seeing that. Yeah. So it's just bad all around, man. Like at yeah. one point, I stopped watching Lakers games. I muted the name Russell Westbrook. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm seeing some outrageous land. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. I'm like, this is still the nigga to me. I think at the point where I saw Shannon Sharp say that he owes Katie an apology because he went to four conference finals with Russell Westbrook. And I said, no, nah, I can't let you do that. Like, they weren't the most feared duo before Stephen Clay became Stephen Clay. Yeah, no, they were. Yeah, there. that's revisionist history acting like that. Russ was a killer back then. Like, Dude, like even in the pandemic hit, all of us, because my algorithm, Bulls Thunder games came on. I'm just like, Jesus, this dude was a monster. Yeah. He was a monster. Because I know everybody likes to do the John Moran, D. Rose comparison. I've always said John Moran be a Westbrook. I don't see much of D. Rose from him. I, I think he, I will, shoot, he shoots like D. Rose. But I will as, say that, but he, he is a little giant. The thing about that always separated D. Rose from Westbrook to me, D. D Rose was more of a natural basketball. Like, he just was... You could tell he's more fluid in some of his things, like what. And I feel like Jaw has some of that that D Rose has, where like his crossovers and stuff, the way he handles the ball is like a little more, like because Russ isn't Russ he's, isn't the best ball handler. He doesn't get ripped a lot, but he's not the best ball. He's not somebody. Not. He's just he's, on attack mode. Yeah, he's just gonna hit the. Yeah, he's like gonna hit, go to the basket at like full ninety nine miles an hour. Um, so when so I'm, I'm seeing that. When I'm seeing this handling and finesse, I do see AI and I see D Rose, but I'm looking at the way he attacks. Yeah, his attitude. That's, yeah, that's Westbrook. He's fearless, like Rut Westbrook was. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. That nigga Westbrook. <laughs> I keep seeing the MVP highlights on my TL. I'm just like, damn, man, this is a fun time. Yeah. my One of my favorite series of Russ's, too, is that 2014 Clippers series. You, bro. You know that series was my shit, man. That was a great, yeah. I like that. Like he earned my respect. Like him, and, I mean, KD was good, but Russ was like kind of the reason y'all they kind of won. Especially yeah, that was, was that that game four where they like the Clippers was up and the Clippers and, about to go up three one on us. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. That was the year, and then we we were up, we were down by seven with like a minute left to go. That's where mm. I keep, that's why I keep saying Chris Paul is cursed, and no one wants to hear me out. <laughs> like you have to close out the game. You're up. You pretty much won the series. Yeah. I'm looking at him like, okay, this collapse happens. Katie hits this phenomenal three point shot. 
Right. Westbrook, who can't really shoot that well. Westbrook's always been a 32% for three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to three and Chris Paul fouls him. Right. <laughs> Westbrook was not a good three-point free free throw shooter either, so I get why you foul him. You foul him, Westbrook goes to the line, and he gets the four-point play. KD comes back. It hits that shot. Now the series is tied 2-2, and then we win at six. Yeah. Now, honestly, truth to me, if the Spurs weren't on the mission, that title in 2014 is ours. I was going to say, that probably was, like, low-key our best. I, I mean, obviously, 3-1 was, was 2016 was probably, like, the probably the number one. That one. LeBron was also out for blood that year, too, so I cannot definitively say. Man, they lost. I remember watching the Cavs Thunder. The Cavs beat the Thunder that year, too. Like, I think both times, like, they yeah. played that season. Yeah, that, that was an odd year for us. We, we, I think we still ended up winning 55 games that season. I think that's a season where – that's our first season back with everybody because I think most people forget 2015. KD was say, out like the whole year. KD was out with a broken foot. Serge Ibaka was hurt for a good amount of time. Russ was hurt a little bit that year too. Russ was hurt, hurt a little bit. He came yeah. back pretty much just him and Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson was fucking up the locker room. Right. It was just <laughs> yeah. bad all, all around. Yeah. It's like, damn, if we lost a few more games, because the one thing, oh, man, it's always weird, narrow windows. We lost to Cleveland last year for the coin toss. You guys in the Brevin Mobley. We got Josh Kitty, which I'm happy about. Word. We didn't make the playoffs and because of 80s game-winning shot in 2015. Right. Yeah, also, I remember that. Yeah. But also, we were we had the 15th pick. Devin Booker goes 14. We really oh, wanted Devin Booker. Man. That and we been. were trying our best to trade up, but nothing. Man, Devin, he would have been like the Harden for y'all. Like y'all had been missing because y'all never That's ever true. figured out that two-guard spot after Harden left. Never. I mean, we tried temporarily. Like we had Jeremy Kevin Lamb. Kevin Martin for a little Kevin, bit. Yeah, that's all we had the best. Yeah. Like we were trying to get another third scorer. Yeah. So, which in theory, the plan around after we blew the 3-1 lead and centered around if Katie decides to, Katie decides to stay, we were trading Sergi Baca to give Victor Oladipo a Sabonis. On top of that, Al Horford was supposed to sign with us that offseason. Oh, if KD oh, stayed. Yeah, so you've yeah. had a starting lineup of Russ, Oladipo, KD, Al Horford, and Adams. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. As yeah. a starting five. Listen. Yeah, that would have been nice. I <laughs> said so that 2017 year. That would have been but nice. also the only thing I would say to that, I mean it's a nice starting five, but I think what KD's other problem with playing in the OKC, not just the Westbrook thing, I think KD got tired of like the lack of space. And even that lineup wouldn't have had the level of space and he would have wanted like it playing with the yeah, goals. Hella hella paint clog, which is why I was hoping for the D book. Yeah. Camera pain. Right. I know camera <laughs> pain's been killed in the Phoenix, but seeing him things like nigga. Right. Right. It's just like looking at how Paul George was hooping last season in the playoffs. I'm like, nigga, what, what, what was you? Man. He was getting cooked yeah. by yeah. Damian Lillard all series. Man. He was getting cooked by Donovan Mitchell all series. Where yeah. was this? Right. Like these niggas, Cameron Payne. The most we knew Cameron Payne for was dancing. Right. We knew him from doing the dance of Westbrook. We ain't know that nigga for hooping. Yeah. And now that nigga want to start Right. I mean, even Sabonis, like, once he got the pace with us, he went crazy a little bit. Well, got, you yeah, know, like, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Russ was that MVP season was so tough because I'm watch, I watch every playoff game. I'm just like, damn, the moment that Westbrook was sitting down off the floor, 
Houston was going on a run, and we end up being down by ten. Yeah, we go from being up by five to down by ten. Yeah, like that. there was nothing. Yeah, y'all ain't had like. I mean, I, Ola, Oladipo. I don't. The fit was always weird with him and Russ. I just think in general they just never like it was never a good. But Russ is just a weird fit in general. That's that so. Thing. That's my that's my thing too with Russ, and it's it is a weird fit. Well, he I feel like well with the Thunder they never built a team that was necessarily perfect for what he like he does well. Like they never did a, a like a spread five like they Harden had in Houston. Like that would have probably been the best lineup for him. And yeah, and okay, I think so. I think at one point they tr- now we we definitely after we got rid of Melo we tried it we tried our best that 2019 year. Yeah, but again, Paul George I think before Paul George and Russ both I think they both had injuries around the same time we were pushing a two seed when they were healthy they were both dropping 40 pieces on a regular basis word like it was looking like it was working i think you had the space space that you needed you had dennis schroeder who was really good with us too yeah keep forgetting who else on our team at that time fucking uh, i raymond yeah. felton raymond oh, felton was giving felton, us five yeah, points felton was, yeah. <laughs> it was just tough all around <laughs> but i but my only, I guess one of the things, because I've always been like a big rust defender, but I'm not as a late. Lately, I just can't defend. Oh, man, I've been going go. I just say, yo, my whole <laughs> thing is I'm with him on the death threats. Don't don't be threatening. Yeah, family, right. And don't revise his career. That's all I stand for. Yeah. He's been ass this season. It's But it's always been like the past, even like his late game decision making sometimes was like what I, for, for a player as old as he is, like I get if he's young, like still new in the league. But some Russ will do stuff, and you like, bro, like, what, what were you seeing? Like, what were you thinking at? Especially- he's because he's purely instinct. So like, he's just yeah. like, I'm attack the basket and go. He yeah, can't really attack like that. So yeah, the one turns the ball over, or two, he's gonna jack up some shot. And I told Lakers fans this. They were asking about Russ. I said, but I think that's why I saw kind of work with Houston up until he had the bad quad. And yeah. their defense figured out how to shut everybody down and force Westbrook to uh, be the primary scorer. Right. And so Russ knows he can't shoot. Right. But he will not hesitate to throw that shot up. You keep right. seeing him hit the backboard. He can't shoot, so he he's gonna aim for the bank shot. He will not. He that nigga will shoot that thing. Right. <laughs> if you if you put him in a situation, they have to shoot it. That nigga got swole. He ain't really work on his jumper. He got this aggressive ass jump shot. Yeah. It's just attack, attack, throw yeah. up bricks. It and is- that's the thing too. Like he going, he's either going to have to read because I feel like with his av- even with uh, his diminished athleticism, I still think he could play another five, six years. But he's going to have to change a lot, and I don't think he's shown a willingness to really change, change how game. he plays. Like he's going to have to get a better jump. Like it's like you know that that type of thing. Most even cats who can't shoot by the time they rush his age get a respectable jumper like jason kidd like for years couldn't shoot but worked at it and by the time he got with the mavericks was a respectable corner three point you know what i mean i tell the story all the time about uh vince carter we knew vince carter as like a phenomenal slasher right i finally got my senior in high school was 2014 he was with the mavericks i got my chance to finally see them play Mm -hmm. okay we're looking at that same thing the team still won what 47 48 games oh yeah pretty good team yeah right so Vince Carter was mostly a spot-up shooter at that time. Right. And we went to see the game. We were screaming at him damn near for the entire game. It's like, Vince, dunk the ball. Yelling from a certain section, 10 niggas is just saying, hey, Vince, dunk. Put your arm in the room, dunk. I'm like, nigga, we're trying to see you dunk. 
Right. He became a good shooter. Right. He rose the same way too. These niggas don't attack the basket no more the older they get. And right. you would think Russ would be the type to have a jumper. He kind of had one his MVP season. He That's did. Like, I was going to say, like, it was respectable. It wasn't always like this. Like, his little – that mid-range yeah. jumper, like, like he do, like, that stop and pull-up he had was, like, kind of, like, money for a while. We were um, debating, and this between me, I think another Thunder slash Russ fan, and things like two of them. We were talking on the TL, and I was like, his jumper, aggressive, was, was hidden. I said, what happened? I said, did he get swole? Did he get hurt at one point? Because yeah. – the way he pulls that jumper, it it gives me so many flashbacks to just seeing the way he would hit off the rim. Man. Man, it is tough. The way he pulls that shot, I always have to close my eyes. Yeah, bro. So I'm just yeah. like, oh, man. This is, I'm like, Dale. Yeah. I don't even watch the games. They come on late. I wake up and I see his name trending. I said, oh, my God. Yeah, it's every game he's trending. Every game. And, and Vogel been benching him now. Like He benched him like last night. When Brown was going off, like and he, I don't, because I looked at the stat shit, I said, "Yo, Russ had five, nine, and five. What happened?" He came for the last <laughs> eight minutes of the fourth quarter. Like Vogel benched him for the last eight and a half minutes. Like that's tough, man. Um, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. One thing I've been saying, they should experiment. Like fucking experiment with it. I said, "Hey, you see, him, see, him, let let Brown play off ball for a little bit. Just as you have nothing to lose, right? See, see, let's see Brown run play off ball because." Russ can't play off ball. I'm sorry. He can't do it. He can't. That's the that's the issue too. He can't like he can't. And I think that's why him and Katie were the interesting pairing because they are both very ISO heavy player, which is why I'm interested in what our rebuild is doing now versus what it was back then. You just have these two ISO players that can play off each other well, but if one of them goes cold, you're gonna lose the game. Right. Yeah. If Russ goes cold, you lose the game. If Katie goes cold, you lose the game. Right, right. There's not a person in there who can which is why I'm still mad about him going to Golden State, but seeing – I only think he looked at it from a talent perspective. He was saying he was looking at a system. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the type of system that Katie was driving. His defense got way better. His efficiency went up. Right. Like, I understand it from that perspective. It's still kind of like – it's pussy to me. I'm sorry. That's just me. No, yeah, no, you ain't lying. I didn't respect the move either. And I would have loved to – it, I would love to do, like, a, a, a difference, like, a reverse or, like, a time machine and, like, do another scenario where he goes or like they because they're saying he might go to ball. I think Boston was like the other Boston, team. San Antonio, the Clippers yeah. at the time. Yeah, it would have been cool to see like an alternate universe where he goes because I think I don't like it would have been cool to see like even the Cavs might have gotten another ring off that if like if it was just without Kate, like because where still would have been nice without KD, mm-hmm. but it would have been cool. Like the Cavs was like that 2017 casting was really great. I was about to say that we don't talk about how great that 2017 Cavs was. Like, yeah, they were really, they just happened to play against like the best team that, like, because that Warriors team probably might be the best team of all time. Like, that's when it's up there. It's yeah. up there because, um, Kevin Love was playing his best basketball of his career at that time. Yeah. Kyrie was flourishing, becoming even better. LeBron was a sleeper MVP candidate. That yeah. team was, they were embarrassing niggas in that 2017 playoffs, bro. It was ugly. Right. Yeah. It was ugly. Like, they were embarrassing. Every opponent, Boston, they played Toronto. That's a sweep year. Yeah. First sweep year. I can't even remember who the first opponent was. Uh, I forget who the first round opponent was. Because they played. Was it Detroit? I think it might have been Detroit. Ooh. I think it was Detroit when Blake. I think Blake was. uh, It was like Blake's kind of like had a like a bounce back year. That might be. Or no. 
Well, that was twenty eight. I think that was twenty eighteen when Blake got the. I forget what you know that, but you know what I'm talking about with that. One of those years, they as of the sixteen or seventeen, they played Detroit. I can't yeah. Because they they walked the niggas off too. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. That twenty seventeen Cavs team was really good. <laughs> they were. They were super good. But that war obviously that Warriors team was like all time great. So it was like, but I would love to see a different like scenario where like KD goes to Boston and like because Boston like that year. Well, no, they wouldn't have got Tatum if they. If KD would have came to Boston, well, maybe they. No, no they would have got Tatum because that was Brooklyn's pick. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, yeah. They got yeah. That pick Who knows? Tatum pick from Brooklyn. So they right. Right. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. they did. They made the playoffs that year. So yeah, that, that's right. They made the playoffs in 2017. So I was yeah. But um. But yeah, I would love to see a different like out. Yeah, because that just wasn't right. I don't. I didn't. I didn't respect the move either. Like and. Yeah, it was like, come on, bro, you gonna like, and that was unprecedented. It was like, yo, you nobody ever lost to a team and went to like a team and free agent like that, like he did, yeah. like that. Because um, like, I think a lot of us will tell you, we're, I mean, we're, we felt the way that he left. We were mad that he left. We were more so. It's like, bro, you left to these niggas, like y'all didn't right. close the series, and right? You left to go to these niggas. Yeah, I'll never forget that. That was July fourth. I'll never forget when I got that like that, that alert when he got came was going to. I was like the Warriors. I was thinking in Boston. I was like, okay, if he leave, okay, so he gonna go to Boston. I really, I did really. Honestly, want to, I thought he was staying. I said, there's no other team that could provide him a better chance to win. That I was hoping. I was gonna say I was hoping he was gonna stay though because I was like they should just run it back, bro. They were so close. It was a three one. It seems like every and they year. had y'all had the formula like to beat the Warriors. Like nobody had figured out the Warriors like y'all figured them out that year. Even when the Cavs came back and won, I feel like the Cavs won off of the strength of like the Warriors kind of breaking down. Steph was yeah, hurt. Were, forget Steph wasn't at like his 100. He wasn't the Steph he had been that whole season. At all. Because that, that we, we start to kind of expose that nigga too in the Western yeah. Conference Finals. Like he was, right. they were starting to run out of some gas a little bit. Yeah. And then it's just like, hey, 48 more minutes. Because I was watching the game. Russ had that 30 piece, 30 piece triple double. And they blew them niggas out in game four. Right. I'm yelling in my house. I'm screaming. I'm like, height. I'm like, we about to go to the fucking championship. And there wasn't a doubt in my mind. LeBron probably still could have gone God mode. I'm just right. like, I'm like, I was like, yo, look at the lineup. I said, piece for piece, the starting five. I said, we got the niggas. Outside of what, K-Love? Maybe. <laughs> I said, we got the niggas. Piece yeah. by piece, starting five. That's like, man, you get, yeah, you got J.R. Smith. I was like, we got Roberson. He's going to lock that nigga up. Like, what right. you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, you could throw Roberson on LeBron from stretches and then throw KD on them. Like y'all had a good sad Roberson got hurt like that, man. Right. Cause... I was I was thinking about him recently because him getting what season was that he got hurt? Was that 2019? Well, that was 2018. So that's for, that's the first year we had Melo and PG. That season he got hurt. He was locking niggas up that season too. Yeah, I was gonna say it was because that y'all was uh I f- y'all weren't the same team without him. Like he, I feel like y'all might have got a won a series if he had been healthy. Yep. You know what I mean? Like he yep. was very important because he, he was like our defensive anchor. Yeah, yeah. He was hype. Listen, I still have people ask me. Said, man, what? Say, what's you? Me and my, I saw my friend from Houston. We do not like Melo. We do not <laughs> like Melo at all. And they're like, what's your thing with Melo? He would tell you, he said, bro, Bella was out here trying to call ISOs and lose games, but he dropped 20, so he was cool with it. I said, bro, this nigga, we just needed him to shoot threes and play defense. He refused. 
Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was he was taking yeah. ice shots of Paul George. <laughs> it's not like on paper it looked like it was gonna work too. It was like because I was convinced we were gonna win a championship that year. Man, <laughs> I was convinced. I, yeah, I thought y'all were gonna be like in the mix at least at least because I just was looking for anybody to challenge the Warriors at that point. We like any team, I and I thought we y'all gonna were gonna be. Yeah, I think we blew them niggas out the first because I think that was like yeah, right. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We blew them niggas out. Russ and Katie in each other's face. Right. Like I was with it. They just kept losing. Yeah, losing. I said, okay, we're playing. We're playing uh, Utah Jazz. We straight. We straight. I I was watching Game Six. I was at a restaurant for a friend's birthday party, and I'm just sitting there and looking. I have never seen Paul George miss that many shots ever in my life, bro. He, yeah, <laughs> like, and I'm a, my pops from Indiana, so I've I've been watching Paul George for a minute. Yeah, my pops was big on the Pacers, so I'm I'm keen. I'm like, okay, Paul George is a better scorer. He may lack the defense a little bit, and so he's a way better scorer now. So we straight this nigga drops seven points in a closeout yeah, game. Yeah, nigga yeah. missing mid range shots. Yeah. Niggas say I'm gonna introduce y'all to playoff P. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. That was that. Was that the beginning of playoff P? <laughs> yeah, because they had the press conference that that season. He said, "Oh, y'all ain't met playoff." He said, "Just let said, Melo and uh, Russ they ain't met playoff P yet." Oh my god. I'm just like, <laughs> man. He was three years off for playoff P. He was. Nigga, that was the early start of the pandemic P. <laughs> for real. And man. now, granted, against the Portland Trailblazers, I'm gonna put that on Russ. That was Russ. He was fucking up. Yeah. PG was giving us a, PG was giving us 30. Goddamn, this nigga said it was a bad shot. Granted, I can see why it's a bad shot. Like he's But like, he oh, made it. It don't I matter. Mean, like you don't say that after a loss. He made it. I was heated. I was I was telling you this. I tell this up to people all the time. My family up in, uh, in Oklahoma, they're big, they're bigger Thunder fans than I am. Word. I was on the phone with uh, my grandpa, and he was like, yeah, man, it happened again. And he said, what do you think we should do? I told him, I said, I want all these niggas off my team, and I want to start from scratch. <laughs> I told him, they said, April. I said, get every single one of these niggas off my team. Man. I said, Steven Adams don't be doing shit when we need him to. He be standing around. He don't do nothing for us. PG, that nigga's shoulders always hurting. It's something about you know you lose a series of Paul George if you start walking around with them ice on with those ice packs on the shoulder. Oh yeah, the series is over. <laughs> the series is over. I think it was game three. He pulled up with the ice packs. That was been game three, or game four. Yeah, man. And I'm like, man, I said it's a wrap. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and luckily, I people were asking me, man, how I feel knowing they got traded. I said, I'm not gonna lie, I slept like a baby. When I saw them trade packages go through for Chris Paul and SGA, I said, thank God. I ain't got to deal with this anymore. Yeah, Y'all got wrote off, too, at first. Y'all got real wrote People was like, oh, okay, the Thunder going to be a rebuilding team. Now, we are we were rebuilding, technically. But I think when you have a negative asset like CP3, you can't send them home because you're making all that money. You got to rebuild his trade value. Right. But just looking at their roster, I'm just like, SGA, again, when you talk about the miracle of the Clippers – Taking the Warriors six games, SGA dropped 25 points and won those wins. You look at him, you still got Schroeder. You got most of the team, except you just replaced Schroeder and I mean, you just replaced Westbrook and Paul George with Gallinari, SGA, and CP. 
Yeah. I don't see why it's a big surprise we made the playoffs, honestly. Yeah, no, nah, that's – yeah. And Chris Paul, I mean, he's earned my respect. I, like, wasn't a big Chris Paul guy for most of his I career. wasn't either. Yeah. He, was, he convinced me. I became a fan. Yeah, no, nah, I was like, you, you got to, like, you got to give him his credit. Like, he, any team he goes to, they're going to be way better. And you can't say that really about too many players. Like At all, because yeah. – now, granted, our team got rolled off a little bit way too early. But even I'm just looking at clips and I was just trying to like just I felt the vibe just be feel a little different that season, which I tell every Thunder fan a lot. Apparently, a lot of Thunder fans missed that season because they were following Russ in Houston. Oh, we're OK. They we're, were like looking at Russ. They were trying to like they're rooting for the Rockets. So yeah. they, I said, oh, y'all missed out because. Y'all missed out because, man. Yeah. Chris Paul, like I see he, like more games. I watch a lot of Phoenix now, and I see like how he runs the team. Like, it's it is text, but I see yeah. why people like esteem him as a point guard. Like, I've always knocked him for his like playoff losses and stuff. But like, yeah, he no, is a master. He, like, he's just, just control the That's floor. all that is, huh? CP three is just cursed. That's all that is. Yeah, I think man, if he come back, like, and they, I think this might if be they the go year back to play the Bucks. The Bucks ain't losing. I don't know, man. I really don't know. The Bucks not losing, man. I'm just Milwaukee. Wait, what on you say? Sunday. They uh Phoenix just almost beat Milwaukee on Sunday and they ain't even have Chris Paul or Devin Booker. I think Phoenix is definitely like on a mission this year. I believe it. Yeah. I believe, but here's my thing with Milwaukee that's strange ever since because clearly, let's say the let's say the shutdown doesn't happen, and I would say if shutdown doesn't happen, the Thunder were probably gonna have their best winning percentage since KD left. We're clearly gonna win at least 52 games. Word. That Bucks team was on pace. No one likes to talk about it. They was on pace to win about 66 games that season. Yeah, they was going crazy. Yeah. But then you see what happens in the playoffs. I think they're like I think they like to experiment more in the regular season just to try shit. Word. And then once it's time to lock in, as long as their coach is not coaching them. Into some bush, right? He was doing minute restrictions with him, like Giannis, like too. Like he only playing like thirty in the playoffs, like only playing in like thirty four or five, thirty five minutes. Granted, I understand why you wouldn't have him guard KD because Giannis gets into foul trouble very easily. Word, and it's like, hey, yo, that nigga KD about to go off about fifty. You need Giannis to put up about forty and twelve just to keep you alive in the game. Don't give me don't give me flashbacks to that seat, bro. <laughs> I lost sleep that entire series, bro. I lost yeah, this is my favorite player right now. Word. So I was okay. like, nah, this nigga needs a title. He needs to win, and he needs to win in Milwaukee. I was not trying to see that nigga leave or nothing. Yeah, I yeah, I I was I well, people were speculating on him leaving, but I'm yeah, I you know, who knows if he would actually who if he was how how serious he was considering because they didn't win or nothing like that. I, I think if anything, the coaching staff would have been fired first. Word, yeah, 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 for sure. They're not gonna just let Giannis lead. Like that's the best franchise player since Kareem. They're not yeah, yeah for sure. You know, I de- I mean I can see like them repeating too though. I, I I but I do I think like if if I was just bet right now, I'm I'm betting on a rematch between and that's gonna go to seven. Huh? It's gonna yeah. be immediate. It's gonna be a to the wire seven game series. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And but the thing I could the thing about I could see the Bucks were just because they gonna have the best player in the series. Giannis is gonna yeah. be the best player in the series. Like that means to me, 
especially in the East right now, as far as like making out the East, you're talking about like this is a this is a league of like I mean this this is a a bracket of like just kind of great either greatly built teams. Yeah, yeah the East great, is gonna be yeah, it's a but it's players. So yeah. you need your role players to kind of come out. So you're gonna be looking at can Seth Curry and Andre Drummond step up? Can Tobias Harris step up? Can Word. Drew Holiday and Bobby Portis? Which and they got the, the occasion. You, I feel like those you can trust like the Drew Holidays and Bobby because they've done it already. Like they gonna be they gonna. I don't think I don't have doubts in them stepping up Duh. versus like Tobias Harris. I got doubts about Tobias Harris because he ain't, <laughs> he, he, ain't seen, he ain't done nothing yet so far. <laughs> And Who he, gave Tobias Harris all that money? Niggas keep talking about Russ is 44. Yeah, he got he got the probably the second worst contract behind Russ, like in the league right now. And I say Tobias is the worst because people kept saying, hey, you know, you know, um the you know the you know the Thunder, they could probably they're they're not at salary, salary floor yet. They could take on Tobias' contract. I say you got about two picks for us. Right. <laughs> I said you got picks for us. I was like, bro, we are still Feeling the heat of Kimba's buyout. Oh yeah, right. I forgot y'all bought him out. Yeah. SJ is making 172 starting next year. Oh word, right. Yeah. Yeah. You want to take the luxury tax for Tobias Harris? Yeah. And we about to have another top at top whatever pick. They're gonna make six six million a year. What you want us to do, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Throw some nah. picks in there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I wouldn't do y'all in a good spot though. And I like honestly though, like because people have been talking about y'all rebuild, like it's gonna be like this five, six, seven year. I think y'all probably the next couple two. I was gonna say two or three more years. Cause y'all got a max, like you just alluded, y'all got a max player already. Like you don't you don't rebuild with a max player on your books. You know what I mean? That don't make sense. Yeah, and and honestly, I always said to me the rebuild is gonna dictate off of how good he gets. Right. Because when I first, when he first got to the team, I said, "Okay, this guy can be, this guy can be like a great plug-in, a uh, plug piece to a team." Okay. Next year happens. Okay, this guy's a franchise player, but can he be the best player on a championship team? But this nigga has showed me since All Star break, this nigga can be the best player on a championship team. So I'm like, okay, we got him. Now you got to find a way. Him and Giddy make them fit together, which yeah. is pretty much easy to me. Let Giddy run point guard. Best shape on the two. Yeah. And because to me, you know, the weirdest way that I can explain what their duo could be like. What their duo could be like, first of all, to me, is what people wanted from the from De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. That's one. Ah, word. Okay. Yeah. And two, I got this comparison from my pops when because he converted to a Thunder fan. I got a comparison for my pops, and he said, "Hey, and also, I think some Chris from Hoop Spaces. He also kind of mentioned it too, and I was like, okay, you guys are both saying the same thing. That's interesting. They both pretty much said he's similar to Joe Dumars. They said he's very similar. He plays like Joe Dumars. So I'm looking at a very best case scenario: I Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars type of duo. Yeah, between word. those two." Yeah, so I'm just kind of figuring out the rest of the pieces, which are really close, and that's why I'm jealous of the Cavaliers because like they figured out what the Cavs are doing is what I want. We kind of lucked into it though. I ain't even gonna hold you. It ain't like like 
Revisionist history will tell you, like, oh, they they had this master plan. Like, no, Presley's, no, Presley's a planner. Like, I believe if people tell me Presley had a master plan, I believe it. But the no, Cavs, Presley is sick in the head, bro. Because I know he's the, when I I'm like, yo, why is he taking all these protected picks? And I started looking into doing a deep. Somebody mentioned to me in Reddit. And I started looking into it. Over, I think at one point they said picks are about to be stalled up. If picks keep getting traded like they are right now, they're going to be stalled up because of protections. They oh. said at one point, picks are going to have to be unprotected to make a trade. Because, you know, if you protect the pick, it's going to defer. Word, yeah. So as long as picks protect it, you can't trade it because if it doesn't hit that mark, it's going to keep deferring. Word. So at one point, picks are going to have to be unprotected or you're going to have to swap it out for a yeah. different trade in general. Yeah. So, and yeah, you're right. Presty is a planner because the one thing people were talking about with the first rebuild, because shout out to 2008, most people don't know that because 2008 happened, we already had pretty much KD and Russ. They were planning that since like 06. Oh, what? okay. Yeah, because yeah. they will. Yeah. They, that's when they traded Rashard Lewis away. The, the Rashard Lewis trade is the trade they end up getting to Serge Ibaka in 09. Ah, oh, got you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. Jeff Green from the Ray Allen trade. Word. And then you get KD. Of course, you luck into KD and you take best player available. Right. And then in 08, Russ was projected to go 10th. We were projected to take Brook Lopez. And then we reached for yeah. Russell Westbrook. So, right. And even with the James Harden, we were projected to take Ricky Rubio. People were not sure about James Harden at all. Right. I hadn't I hadn't heard of him till that draft, actually. I didn't and he was awful his first year here. Yeah, right. He was, but I remember that. I do remember his rookie year not being great. I do he was looking that. like a bust. Yeah. It wasn't looking good for him at all. Yeah, because I because I'm a Lakers fan, so I remember that first round series. Cause y'all put a scare in us in 2010. Like y'all put a real scare in us. But Harden didn't really do much. He's supposed to be guarding Kobe, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. I don't even think Harden played a lot. I just remember the guy who put the fear of God it was Russ. Russ was like a monster in that series. Bro, like, I'm telling you, thank for niggas that is listening. Russ was a Russ was a beast. Yeah, he was a monster in that series. He was blown by old ass Derek Fisher. Like <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, Derek Fisher ended up being on our squad like not that long. Right, <laughs> yeah, a couple years ironically. But yeah, he was blown right by old ass. Like Derek Fisher couldn't do nothing with Russ that series. I think Y'all that's gave us thing, all we could handle, bro. Like, that's, that's the one thing that had our benefit, which is why I'm curious to see what the Cavs do, because the Cavs could potentially go on a type of not playoff run, because our run in 2011 was just different. That's when KD comes to his own. I yeah. think that's the second scoring title. Uh, Russ becomes way better. James Harden becomes better. And I kind of lucked up, too, because the Grizzlies beat the Spurs, too. I yeah. It, the way it and, unfolded was like kind of. I mean, that was a good Grizzlies team. I ain't gonna knock. They they upset the Spurs. The Spurs was the best. That was the number one seed. And most but, uh, so most people don't realize that's why we got Kendrick Perkins because it was so many great centers. What and the players that attacked the paint. We needed somebody who could put pressure on centers. And I'm sorry, you could we could say like, oh, I remember one of my friends. I was asking me, so I just feel knowing that you probably could have done the small ball thing and keep Jeff Green. I said, yeah, think about Ibaka. Ibaka was still young, and he's 6'9". Yeah. He is getting eaten alive by Marcus Hall and Zebo. He is getting eaten alive. Hell, and then couldn't do none against Boris Diaw. Like, I don't know what you want from Serge yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not just extra rim protection. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins can't do shit else. 
But that nigga will do some things that will not show up in stash. He'll protect the paint. I ain't gonna he get will, it. He will, <laughs> he'll protect he the paint. Too, he was. Yeah. He'll be. He'll put the elbow up. Like he will. Yeah. He will legit protect that paint and make you have to post up. I do think like Brooks made some coaching errors though. I think he was I a terrible guess, coach. Yeah, I I think he gave Perkins a little too many. There was certain thing matchups sometimes where he would give Perkins. Like he's like, all right, take Perkins out, put a buck at the five, or like you know what I mean, or do something a little different, especially that Miami series. I feel like Perkins might have got because the Heat wasn't didn't really they had Bosch at the five. Like there wasn't yeah. really no real like need for, but sometimes he would play per overplay Perkins like too many minutes. Like I get playing him like 25, yeah. 30, but like he would have him in like you know, as a starting, you know. And yeah, so that was always my uh yeah, that was that's when it got bad, but yeah, it's hard like going against the Spurs, going against the Grizzlies, yeah, going against the Lakers, yeah, like, yeah, or even the Mavericks. Like we need to catch Perkins, right? For sure. Death. And that's why I be hating seeing nigga talk shit about Katie or Russ. Like, dude, you was on the team with us. Yeah, like, he be talking shit. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> do. Yeah, bro, he was on. You was on the bench. We was with these niggas. His loyalty divided though. Once he got, because you know he played with the Cavs, he had a little. He wasn't. He was on the Cavs, but he wasn't really a, like he was like a a glorified assistant coach for us. So you so you know my thing is, there's been this running thing of me for years. It's always that, hey, I've always really hated players that always want to hold the trophy if it'll do that. <laughs> so I think of back to and that's when LeBron put his body on the line for that 2018 West Easter Conference Final Series. Kendrick Perkins holding the trophy. <laughs> I think of Jawan Howard in 2012, nigga crying. I think of the rookies on the Warriors in 2018. Like I think of all these. I think of Jr. in that Finals uh, 2020 <laughs> Bubble Finals. Jr. was holding the trophy. <laughs> I think of I think of Jr. in the bubble. Hell, I think of Costas, Costas yeah. on the Kubo, holding the trophy, happy and grinning. I'm like, bro, <laughs> Perk don't be, Perk at this one point. That's why I laugh at that Richard Jefferson clip, and it was like. Uh, he was sad. Richie was like, about. When the last time we played ball since retiring? He's like, I don't know, probably like since the day I retired. He said, Perk, what about you? Richard said, about two years before he retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Remember, there was this photo. Steph used to be talking shit during the Dynasty Airs. There's a photo of Steph talking mad shit. And he's clearly talking to Kendrick Perkins, who's sitting on the sideline with a suit. <laughs> Don't be doing that. <laughs> he, bro, he was the he I think he's a glorified assistant coach for some years, bro. Yo. But his loyalty divide that divided his loyalty because he got to see LeBron up close. Like, you know what I mean? Like, him, I LeBron, like him and LeBron were I think them niggas knew each other in high school. Yeah, they did. They came out the same high school class, 2003. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um they both came out of high school, and I think they're both all Americans together. So they yeah, yeah, and that makes but interesting story. That that McDonald's game was in Cleveland that year because that was like Chris Paul was in that class. Uh, he sure was, wasn't he? Yeah, Big Baby Davis, Shannon Brown. It was some other cats. I, I was watching clips. They were showing clips of those on ESPN Classic. Yeah, that Saturday. was a like, that was, was in Cleveland. And I had my mom had bought me tickets to go. I was gonna go, I was like in sixth grade. But uh I like that same year was like, you know how I don't know if y'all did it in your school growing like they had like a little outdoor ed thing, like where you go for a few days and you get to go up with your whole school, your sixth grade class into like the woods and all that stuff. 
So I like had her. I was like, at the last minute, I was like, yo, I want to go with my friends and do this. So I she sold them tickets so I and paid for me to use them that money to pay for me to go. Now that's, I, I, that's a regret now. I should have went to that uh McDonald's game, but, but it's understandable the sixth grade is like, hey, am I gonna watch these high school players play or am I gonna go right? Like right. You, you didn't know he was watching gen- a bunch of generational niggas in one area. Well, LeBron, you know? I knew I kind of knew I already was scared about LeBron being living in because I'm from Northeast Ohio. I'm from I'm from a small town outside of Cleveland that's like 30 minutes from Akron, an hour from Cleveland, like that type of thing. So, like, I have been hearing about LeBron since, like, his, like, freshman, sophomore year. And I had the uh, I had the Sports Illustrated. I wish I would have kept it when he made it, when he's on the cover of it. Um, so I had the cover of that and everything like that, too. But uh, so I've been hearing about LeBron, but I'd like, yeah, I never saw him in person until, obviously, he got to Cleveland. Um, but yeah, man, that would have been a cool, a cool game to check out in person. Like I kind of like regret, but you know, it worked out. It was a good memory I made. Got to go up into the that. Hey, speaking of LeBron, uh, I actually know a homie from Akron, and he said, "Yeah, I've seen LeBron play a few times." And apparently, and he told us he said I saw LeBron play, but it was football. I said, "How the hell?" You live in Akron. You never saw him hoop, but you seen his right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, I wish I would have saw Cotty man. Cotty, because he played. He played a game at a, at a this school, Youngstown State, that was like right by where I was from. But I didn't even. That game was sold out too, and I wasn't even that in the sports at that or in that that deep in the in anyway. I was young anyway. But yeah, I've definitely been to some Cavs games though and seen Brom. But yeah. Oh man, that's, I still have yet to see Brom play. And I think that may be my biggest regret. Hopefully, I hopefully I get to see him soon one day. Yeah, I saw him his first run in Cleveland. I ain't getting. No, I didn't. I never saw him. I wish I like. It's kind of regret now. I never saw him his second. Uh, stand second in Cleveland. That second yeah. run. That second run had to have been special. It's like. Yeah, he had to. He brought the like the whole the city like instantly changed him and he came back. He brought like everything back as soon. As I know all the niggas switched up the moment he said, "I'm coming home." I seen yeah. niggas at a Cleveland Indians game. Somebody had like a burnt up jersey. <laughs> had a had an old jersey back on. I said, "Yo, yeah, bro." No. The minute he piped the city right back up, the minute he came back, man, it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, man, it was good. That was good. Uh, good times. I'm wondering what he gonna because they say he's trying to get traded now. This summer, they say he gonna ask for a trade. So man, I don't, don't know. Try, don't I do not want. To, I do not want the Cavaliers to trade all that much for him. Oh I no! Don't. I, don't, I don't think the Cavs is gonna do that. I don't think they gonna. Y'all built something. Old. Y'all built something unbelievable. Like you, you found a perfect spot for Kevin Love. Right. Well, Kevin Love had one of the worst contracts in the league too. He got a yeah. perfect role for Kevin Love. Ricky Rubio, he's probably Ricky Rubio's done for at this point because y'all traded him already, baby. Yeah, he might come back though. I think his contract is up, so he could come back. Yeah, because I, I think the way he was balling out, I'm like, no, this nigga wants to pay there. Right, yeah. Like, hell, you figured out what to do with Colin Sexton. Because, like, Colin Sexton's guy, he can score very efficiently, but he doesn't do anything with it. Yeah. Oh, y'all about to have him come off the bench like Jordan Clark, Jordan Clarkson is with Utah. Yeah. Like, Karis LeVert. I know you weren't a big fan of Karis LeVert. I'm like, you guys are young. I think fit goes out the window when you're a team that young. Karis LeVert is – he does hold the ball a lot. Yeah, he, he can't shoot for a cat like he just that's the only thing like he can he's decent he a decent he'll hit a yeah like i ain't gonna say he's terrible but he can't he ain't got the shooting that we would need at that position 
That's what that's the one thing we missing now is like we need just one like cat who's just money, like a Joe Harris. Like we used to have Joe Harris, by the way. But Joe Harris was on the cast way back when. But uh somebody like that that's just like a knockdown shooter. We need that now. I think that's like the the one well marking in is okay. He's a okay, he's a decent shooter, but we need like one more and like, you can get that you can get a, you can get that cheap, honestly. You can find yeah, that little spot. Yeah. You can find that nigga cheap somewhere. Yeah, but Mobley is like he's he's the one. Dude, Mobley the one, man. I knew to me, I said Kate Cunningham, you clearly take him one. He's a six eight, he's a six eight uh guard. I think their his comparisons went from uh they called him a super size Shay Georges Alexander. Word. As like the low end to the high end, he could potentially be Luka Doncic. You kind of have to take him first. Like he's a guard, facilitated. Yeah. I wasn't this. impressed with him though. What I saw, but I, I, I guess I, I get like, but I was I like Jalen. What I saw from both, I like Jalen Green a little more. It's because Jalen's Jalen's intriguing because he is very inefficient and bad at a lot of things, but he's also ultimately unbelievably talented. Like, can yeah, he his his out? athleticism is like top one percent already in the league. Like, he's just and his, like, and his whole thing. I think they figured out he's no longer playing the two. He needs word. to play the one. Word. He needs to hunt his own shots because if you give him the ball, if you just pass him, like, hey, Jalen, here you go, do something. If you pass him the ball and make him hunt for a shot, because he's not a spot up shooter, if you make nah. him hunt for a shot, he's going to be very inefficient. But if you let him, as the one from the get go, find his own shots, he's either going to pull up or he's going to abuse a, mis- a mismatch. Yeah. Or hunts or hunt for a matchup and he's going to go and attack. Yeah. Or shoot. And that's what he's really good at. So it's just one of those things. I said he, to me, could either be – he just had the most – he was the most wild card because he got to be really good at getting the best of bust. He could have easily been what we thought Tyreek Evans was going to be. Yeah. Or he could be Brandon Knight. Like that's just kind of the extremes of Jayla Green. But to me, the next best bet, Evan Mobley. I said regardless, this nigga's Kevin – he's Kevin Garnett. Yeah, like, to me, no like, matter real. what, like, for real, like, like, no matter what, yeah, I don't think he's as explosive of an athlete as Kevin was, but he's definitely like every he has everything there, like, every like, like he's like Kevin Garnett or Tim Duncan, he's one of those two, like, yeah, yeah, crazy defensive end, yeah, and again, people thought since he's seven foot, he's gonna be center. I'm like, uh, I think they're re- the moment they drafted him, I said, he's they're about to re sign Jared Allen. You got to keep Jared Allen. Yeah, because we – that's the thing. You can't – like, even though the NBA is going towards more of a small ball type of thing, that's the – you still cannot beat size. And they got skill size, though. That's the thing yep. now. We get, like – we got skill, like – Like, one, like is, one is – you got two defensive monsters, and one is also a lob threat. Yeah, exactly. Like, that is disgusting. And then and we then got a got, point guard that, like, is, like, already one of the best, like – Point. I was watching. I was a watching. Great passer, like the best passers. You know, he's the best passer in that draft. Like Darius yeah. Garland is. I'm high on Darius Garland now. Like, yeah, nah, <laughs> he, he's the real deal. I was watching that at the All Star Weekend, watching the event between those two. I mean, between um, Team Cavs, Team. Yeah, they did the little skills challenge thing. Yeah, man, I was rooting for Team Rookies because Josh Giddy. I said, God damn, Cavs probably gonna win this. Yeah, man. Cause like God, then you got Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, and Darius Garland. Darius Garland, that boy, he's gonna be something special. 
I'm glad y'all figured out who's better between him and Sexton. Because again, I wouldn't trade one with if unless they ask out. Like, you can't, they're both just top talents. You can't just trade one or the other. Yeah, it's it's nice to. Just, I just think now Sexton, Sexton is clearly seeing like we could win without him. So I think he'll be more willing now to accept a role yeah. of him. And like either coming off the bench or just being like, yo, you the third, fourth option, but all we need yeah. you to do is score. And Sexton doesn't seem like the type he doesn't he never seemed like the type that wanted to be the man of his own team. Word, he never yeah. seemed like the type that wanted the ball. He didn't seem like the type that wanted to be man of his own team or be this, this, or that. He just seems like he just wants to score. Like that's yeah. just all that comes to mind is just him putting the ball in the basket. Right. And that is the perfect six man. Yeah. A nigga to just put the ball in the basket again last year, he was still 24 points a game. I think he shot forty-seven. He shot forty-five percent from the field and thirty-seven from three. He's a he's a he's kind of an underrated shooter, actually. He's like this nigga can shoot from yeah on the low. It's like you don't think about it. Like he has a like I think people most people think of him as a slasher, just somebody get to the basket. But he can actually he can actually shoot a little bit. Um, and to me, the only knock of me having a still. I hope that I hope that nickname between him and Darius Garland still sticks, even though oh, Sexton, yeah, yeah, Sexland, yeah, Sex, I, Sexland, yeah, not Sexton. I hope yeah, that Sexton. name still sticks because to me, I've always liked them as a duo. They're just yeah. both very undersized. Yeah, right, right. They're just both very undersized, and we saw how that worked out with CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. Like, but what they so that's the thing. What they don't have is that we well, what Portland didn't have is we got two like great big men to back like. They like Evan Mobley and Jared. They can erase any mistake we make on the perimeter, like defensively. Like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like we're like whoever gets by. If you get by them, you got to meet. Ever you got to deal with Evan Mobley or Jared Allen. And that's um, the scary part about it that I, yeah. I love a little bit to death too. Like, yeah, yeah. And then we got Isaac. O- we we do get Isaac a star defensive Isaac O'Coro. So we get if somebody. You, if you yeah. get some, because Isaac has been. Because I know people were trying to say. Now I think so. I think I remember what it was. They people were saying that the potential of Okoro and Garland as a duo was better than the potential of Sexton and Garland. I said that's just not true. I think Okoro, Okoro will probably if you just turn him into a DeAndre Hunter type, or just a player that just strictly just plays defense on the perim- on the wing as yeah. a perimeter defender to make up for the lack of defense that Darius Garland and Colin Sexton don't have. Right, you'll be in a great spot no matter what. Yeah, and then you have two. Oh my gosh, you think about Evan Mobley and Jared Allen's defense? Like, <laughs> yeah, bro, they are the like, new twin towers, bro. That's the crazy. The paint shit. is like you can't. You just nothing to get. There's no like layups. There's no like. There's no nothing, free. Bro. Yeah, like, you can't like, do nothing. And, around and, and they can switch. That's the thing. You can't like eat them up in the pick. And, we, it's not Rudy Gobert. It's not like because <laughs> <laughs> Rudy Gobert is like the only defender really. So that's yeah. why they didn't cook and Rudy expose that nigga. I'm like, no, nah, Rudy. Rudy's trying. He like, he do he just ain't got the the because Rudy can't run to the perimeter because he runs the perimeter niggas gonna be it's open open season yeah, in the paint he right, just, right. just gotta stand there and take it yeah yeah no yeah he he ain't got the foot but like they actually like Evan Mobley can switch like he that's kind of what's killing us right now we ain't been playing the defense like we was playing at the beginning of the season. And that's kind of why we kind of falling like back a little bit, cause I like I you know cause right now I think we matched up with Milwaukee in the three six spot. I was oh, kind of hoping. Be, ooh. Nah, they going. They kind of. I, I kind of think it. So I think the interesting thing is that the paint, cause you know Giannis lives in the paint. Yeah. You know, 
I think that's going to be the interesting thing. Like, if he can't get to the paint as much, because we well, we got to see what Jared Allen come back, because he's out right now. But yeah, if he back and, healthy. And then Mobley still, he's a great defender. He's still a rookie. Right. Like, he, 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 have time. He, he can get Giannis every now and then, but Giannis is so damn quick, bro. Yeah, yeah. We not we got to be at full strength to even get him up. But I really wanted us to get Boston first round. Like, I feel like that was like – that was a matchup where I was like, okay, we could maybe – That's a made in heaven because – Jason Tatum is clearly the best player on the floor. I think you guys right. are more organized. Yeah, exactly. Than the Celtics, but defensively, you guys are probably about the same. Defensively, yeah, Boston is really good defense. They've come up like defensively, they nice now. Because um, you still have Jalen Brown, who's a great perimeter defender. Yeah, and there's this weird switch that they do with um, Robert Williams. There's an interesting switch they love to do. Like Robert Williams does not guard anybody one on one anymore. He kind of just stays in his one pocket. Yeah, he roams. He roams around. Like yeah, and you will never notice it. You have to really just watch him. Yeah, he roams just, a lot. Yeah. He would just kind of just sit there, just move around. And I know he can either get you. He's about to shut you down, or lock you up in the mid range, yeah. or he's going to get you in the paint. He's a great help defender. He's already like really like yeah. He like if he keep developing like he's gonna he's they, that's gonna be his role is like just be a, gr- a really great help defender. And there's a certain level of madness where I know we smoked that Danny Ainge pack because <laughs> again, and he did he did phenomenal for that Boston Brooklyn trade. Like he set them up for their future. That's how you what? got. That's how you end up getting Jalen Brown. You're saying up getting Jason Tatum because you traded down from the first what? pick to get him, and. And of course, you traded you traded pick that ends up being Colin Sexton to to get to Kyrie. Cleveland to get Kyrie, right? Which in theory, we no one knew Kyrie was like as toxic as he really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because what, what could have happened, you could have kept that pick. And what I found out, at least I was asked, how did SGA fall to eleven? That made no sense to me. Apparently, he was projected to go ninth, but once he saw Cleveland had the ninth pick, he refused to work out for Cleveland. Oh, like he refused to work out for them and said, "Don't draft me." Like he said, "Oh that's man, so that's yeah, how yeah. he fell." And also, Philly had a lot of guards at that point, anyways. So that's how he fell to eleven. Then went to L.A. Were okay. So yeah, like, yeah. you could have just said, "Hey, let's we'll build for the future and just do this long term thing." We could do Brown, Marcus Smart, SGA, Jason Tatum, and do it that way. They swung for Kyrie. It didn't work. Yeah. So it, like you can't blame him. Like. It right, and they had Kyrie. Hayward. They kind of were in. They were like in a win now mode. It kind of made sense to get try to get Hayward. They had Hayward coming in that season. Yeah, like it made. Yeah, and you forget you forget how young Jason Tatum is. He just turned twenty four. I forget he he is. Yeah, he's he really is. young, and Jalen Brown is twenty five. So I'm like, I don't. Really, yeah. I wouldn't split that duo up unless. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm not on that splitting them up thing. I don't know why people keep trying to break them up. Like I think I that's the split up if you exhaust every option, like we did with the Luca and KP. Yeah, I said that's fine. <laughs> I said you you could thank you. And so you split them up that's fine because you try everything else. Right. You tried everything and these two just clearly don't work together. You figure something else out. Yeah, no, they too young to split up. I give it, I give it like three, four more seasons. Like honestly. I I low key would give it till they next match the contract. And then if yeah, once you realize like if one of them doesn't want to like be there as a duo anymore, yeah. Then you can split them up and just like, all right, right, let's just part ways and figure it out from there. Which is what I would have loved to see them do with Russ and KD. But again, that goes to the whole snake narrative because apparently KD would say he was like down 10 toes to be there. That's a different story for a different day. <laughs> Bro, when I tell you, like, I had real beef with this nigga. Like, <laughs> I bet. I bet the whole year. 
I, I like, I feel like the KD thing was worse than even LeBron going to Miami, bro. Like that was it was like because yeah, once I found out that nigga went to dinner with Russ. Oh, I know that. Saying, yeah, like the whole thing's like him and Russ had dinner that night. The night he was right before he was leaving to go to go to the bay. He told him like he was like staying. He told everybody in the locker room after they lost game seven, tell him we'll be back next year. Like he told them all that shit. Wow. Yeah, I know that. I know like, no, that's why they're making plans for the that's why the Serge Ibaka trade and all that. They did all that early on because they were planning to get him out of there, get Old Depot, who's still in the rookie deal, get Sabonis, and then bring in Al Warford. They were planning all of that. Man. And then Katie kind of fucked all that up. So yeah. that's why the beef kind of goes down a little longer than yeah. it's, it's tough, man, but we move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boston, they're one of those teams where they just need time to build. They're still very young. Right, yeah. They need time and I think at one point again they traveled Kimba Walker. They said, "Okay, we need to we can get this replacement of what we wanted from Kyrie and Kimba," and it worked to up until his knees gave out. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Once Kimba's because Kimba was an All Star that year. He oh yeah he was yeah. Once Kimba's knees gave out, it was a wrap. Yeah. What um who's your like finals? Who's your finals pick? Are you seeing Bucks Suns too? Are you I'm going Bucks and Suns. You're okay. going, going front in yeah. the back. What because. Oh, go ahead. What were about to say? I, my thing is this. Um, as long as Draymond is out, and yeah, he can come back, but I think at this point it's a little bit too late to kind of turn it around. Now, Draymond's impact is missing. But also at the same time, coming back, and people call me a hater, Clay is kind of who I thought he was going to be coming back. He's yeah. solid. He's fine. He's not really been – he hasn't really been – People thought, yeah. they're about to get, people thought they're about to get prime clay again. I was like, that's right. not happening. Yeah, at least not this season. Maybe next year, maybe over a, with a good offseason of training and getting back, and you know, he might be able, but yeah, I, I agree though. He's not he's not the because same clay. The one thing that people thought was gonna happen was his shooting was gonna be knocked down and his defense is gonna be you take the hit. Right. It's looking like it's the reverse. And yeah, his, his defense is take his defense is still like lit. Yeah, but his shooting isn't hitting. But he's, I mean, even defensively, though, he's not guarding the, he ain't guarding the best players of like he was. Wiggins is doing that. Yeah. And but, Wiggins, uh, you're seeing, people are finally seeing limitations of Wiggins. Like, Wiggins is a good player. It's just that potential of him is just never going to be realized. He's probably yeah. going to be a great 3 and D wing. Yeah. That's what you're going to get from him is like a great 3 and D player. I read an article, though, with Wiggins, though, like recently that came out right around when he got announced as an all-star. It's like he's just a mentally – like his psyche is like – that. Was, that's, it helped me understand his psyche. He's just not a player that like – he never really wanted to – he's kind of somebody who just got God-given ability but never really wanted – like psychology, psychologically, that's just not who he is. He doesn't want to be the alpha dog. He doesn't want to be the star. He don't want a lot of attention. He just wants to play a role. And which is kind of why it's worked in Golden State to some extent because he just gets to do what he wants to do, which is shoot. And same kind of like with Ben Simmons, but minus the shooting, you get that with him in, in Brooklyn. Yeah, you can exactly. have one pick and you can have the talent. But yeah. it's something about having that drive. Like you got to be in there. Let's right. say like when Kobe and 96, like he misses in, this, in a series, he's missing like shots that helps him win games. Right. He's going there. He's like, let me practice these shots. 
Right. Oh, let me try this, this, and that. Let's let's make this work. Only that separates that truly separates your good players, your great players, and your stars. Your yeah. stars still work at it. Yeah, exactly. Like, look, it seemed like Kevin Durant could anything. Kevin Durant worked at that. Yeah. Kevin Durant be in that gym all fucking day hitting them shots. Right. Steph Curry be in the gym all day hitting the shots. LeBron, and all these stars are there hitting the shots. We look at SGA. SGA is considered probably the most coachable player in the league. This dude is can be mentored like crazy. Not everybody has that mentality of hooping, but you can have all the talent in the world. Yeah. Wiggins is a perfect example. It's funny. I need to get my pops on the show one day because he called this about Wiggins eight years ago. He did not like Wiggins at all. Oh, I was high on Wiggins. I thought, bro, he I just let go of my Wiggins knock. Now, he was high on Jabari Parker. But oh, okay. Parker had injuries. He did not like Wiggins at all. He said huh. Wiggins got the talent. I think once he found out LeBron was coming back, he said, oh, he's getting traded. I said, how do you know that? He said, because I promise you, LeBron will swing on that nigga in practice. <laughs> he doesn't look like he has the drive to become a star and get better. Yeah. And for a moment, K-Towns had that too. K-Towns decided out of nowhere at 26 to become the player that we thought he was going to be seven years ago. Right. But And that's it was funny. NBA players be knowing, too, who get it and who don't. It's kind of crazy. It's, and it makes it interesting, too, that they, it doesn't translate to them being all – like, you know, sometimes they not that it don't translate to them make, getting GM jobs and being great GMs. But like a lot of them be knowing, like, all right, I, this dude is stamped. He gonna be legit. I don't see it with him. Like LeBron saw, it, like you said with Wiggins, he's because I didn't understand. Uh, but I now I get it. Le- LeBron clearly saw like he had a dog in him, and then yeah. there's other cats that have been stamped from a while, like. KD has stamped Devin Booker years ago. I was like, yo, Devin Booker's all right. He ain't making back, that's back when Devin Booker was considered an empty stats player. And I saw yeah, him exactly. 70 in a game. Yeah. That like, means like, you, you got some stuff to figure out. I and mean, then you see this nigga's dropping. Like, okay, you, you drop off the Lakers. The Lakers felt defeated. Like, they weren't on the court. The way the Lakers looked on the court in the last two games, how they looked this whole season. They just looked defeated, just off rip. Right. Okay, he's like, okay, they battled Lakers. Cool, whatever. You know? Who was the next series? Oh, Suns and four. The Nuggets, they pack Man. up the Nuggets. Now, Nuggets didn't have Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. Right. They packed them up. That's your MVP. Right. At one point, Devin Booker's still going off. Chris Paul's still going off. The Clippers series, they still going off. At one point, you got to recognize these guys are these guys, and Devin Booker is yeah. finally in a place. And one thing, I'm sad Chris Paul gets all the credit because I watched in their bubble year. They got invited to the bubble for a reason. They weren't just like a bottom-feeding team anymore. Right, yeah. They were trying to compete. Yeah, and they went undefeated. They, You know, they was nice. In the bubble, and it still wasn't enough for them to because they yeah. decided to go God mode. In right, yeah, and right. John Moran was going – John Moran was going off too. So, yeah, they were like really hooping. When ain't no, they still couldn't make it. So I'm just like, there's something about them that's special, and I'm figuring it out. Because, like, look at their roster outside of that. You still got Cam Johnson. You got Mikel Bridges. You got Cameron. They got a lot of talent. A lot of young talent. They just need somebody to piece it all together. And Chris, yeah, Chris Paul saw that. He saw the vision. Like, that's why he specifically wanted to go there. Yep. Because you know what the the thought process was? We thought Chris Paul was either going to stay with the Thunder but again, that's going against. We wanted to rebuild. I think you have Chris Paul. You're going to be. You're going to be competing. Right. He wants to compete. 
we thought it was going to either Philly or the Knicks. Were yeah. We did not think the Suns. And obviously, when we go to the Suns, I'm like, okay, he's seeing something there that we're not seeing. Right. Because yeah, Devin Booker is a beast. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I like his game a lot. He the closest thing, and I don't. I'm a Kobe, I'm a huge Kobe fan. I don't even like comparing anybody, but he is like the closest right now in the league to Kobe. Kobe. Him and Tatum, Tatum's got some uh, elements too of Tatum. It's just to me, Tatum. Here's the thing: the thing that separates them as players is that I'm talking about Devin Booker, Tatum. Devin Booker only goes to those insane shots if he has no other choice. Right. Tatum likes to try to hit them shots off rip. Yeah, he don't he don't play as like Devin Booker has a way more mature game right now. He's he is a little older too, so it makes sense. But yeah, actually, yeah, I keep forgetting Devin Booker is like twenty six. <laughs> he's, yeah, like he's like yeah, he's like yeah, yeah. Draft. yeah. Um, Man, I'm so, I'm disappointed in seeing how good the Bulls are doing now, and seeing how good the Suns are doing. Well, I do. I love I, I love outer region markets and seeing them survive. I think it's better for the league if you have smaller markets Word, or yeah. not attractive markets do well. I think yeah. to me that's better for the league than just super teams and LA or New York and Miami. Yeah. But part of me was interested in seeing when D'Lo, Devin Booker, and K-Towns did that one photo shoot together where they wore the throwback of the jerseys of teams that they were on. D'Lo oh, wore old yeah. school Warriors jersey back when he was still a warrior. And I kept looking I said I'm one, and they kind of mentioned the interview about like them all playing together. They said that would be really fun because I keep forgetting they were in the high school class with each other. Right. Yeah. The whole yeah. clip of Blake Griffin uh, doing that dunk in front of all of them, like they were all in that video together. Right. And they mentioned I was like, this will be an interesting team to watch. They probably wouldn't be a super team. Yeah. But it'll be a very fun team. I, I thought like, that was what was going to end up because before Chris Paul got there, I thought Devin Booker. He but seemed like the next dude who might end up leaving, like a, yeah. a big, you know, team and trying to join. I, I thought, thought they were all going to be in Minnesota. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. After, yeah. after D'Lo went to the went to the Wolves, I thought they was about to be in Minnesota together. Yeah, yeah. I thought they was going to join up. Um, Minnesota's to, interesting though. They got an interesting like little nucleus now with Anthony Edwards now. In I'm happy to see them doing well because I was a fan of the I was a fan of the Wolves back when the KG during the KG era. Yeah. I love smaller market teams if you got a superstar. Like I like watching, I really like watching that team play. And I was like, I love seeing those teams figure it out and just go far. So like I'm watching Cavs like crazy. I'm watching the Wolves like crazy. I watch the Suns, of course. I watch Milwaukee. I like watching those teams go crazy. And I like Charlotte. I like watching Charlotte too. Charlotte is fun. Charlotte is yeah. a really fun team. Charlotte's real fun to watch. I like Lamelo. Lamelo is fun. Yeah, yeah. But to me, Ant, I can see why it would have been tough. About who Minnesota picks for the number one pick. Do you pick LaMelo or do you pick Ant? Yeah. And it's looking like to be the right pick because he's still figuring his game out, but his three, his, my biggest issue with him is like he's not a consistent three level scorer. Right. Because he's very explosive. His three balls dropping a little bit more. And I want to kind of see him get like a better midi. If you give him this like a pure offensive level threat, he's going to be a monster. And it makes me wonder where, because it's clearly still a Cavs team, but at one point, Ant is going to take over. Yeah, for sure. And he has more of a personality too, because Cat isn't like, 
he's a like you said it's the talent thing like cat has a talent to be like a number one but he doesn't really i don't think he has a mentality like he doesn't have a mentality or yeah. like even though he doesn't have mentality or even the personality to be the face of a team yeah exactly yeah, and yeah, yeah. Ant all day right so it's curious like i would like to see them keep that together because lord knows because you know we got all these picks i'm looking at players who we can snatch up in a trade market cat was on my list bro <laughs> He'd be, man, him and SGA would be a dude. Oh my gosh. Dude, that pick, and, ro- that pick and roll would be unstoppable. Dude. Like, and because he has a three ball, too? Yeah, he's like the best big man shooter. Him and Yoker's like the best two big big ever. Like, for real, for real. Like, Cat's three shot is like. Cat's three ball is. That's my money. Like, dude, three point cuts. I'm like, no, nah, he got that. Yeah. He got that. Like, and I like it. I don't know if it's because of him being with Jordan Woods or whatever, but he can talk a little bit spicier about about himself now. I don't know if it's yeah, crazy. yeah, he's starting to feel himself for sure. He's talking that shit, that, and I love that's the series I want to see is Minnesota and Memphis. Like I Ooh. definitely because that's I think that's the matchup right now. I think that's a two seven right now. I would oh, love to see nice. that Minnesota and Memphis. Because two young seeing two young teams in playoffs, it's no, it's no guarantee. That's, like obviously. I think seeing two young teams is better for the league to me also. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Two teams just duke it out like that. Right, exactly. Because then neither one has to feel like they have to completely retool or do some crazy shit to get better. Yeah, exactly. And like, all right, we can can tweak and fix some pieces together. Yeah. And and Minnesota wouldn't. I don't think they would. They gonna go in like, yo, we can win this because they see them. They they plan against their peers. I don't think they would have that same mentality. Against the Warriors, I feel like they go in like, all right, we're just happy to be here, but we know Golden State's gonna win this. But if they playing against Memphis, they gonna be like, all right, I, I went to a, I played college with this dude, I can go, I can take him, I know his, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a wholeheartedly preparing for the Grizzlies to make the Western Conference Finals. I think they they can definitely I, beat the uh, Warriors. Like, I definitely think. Don't, that. No one's trying to say it, really. They can't. Like they, these niggas beat them last year. They're not afraid of them. Yeah, Warriors, a lot of thing that a lot of thing that gets the Warriors this time around, especially this year, they're still a really good team. I'll never take that away. But outside of actually including the Kevin Durant years, outside of what let's now that was that was a different thing in general because they had all the talent, right? In general, but it's almost like people were people feared playing the Warriors, right? Exactly Even before KD. I don't think that fear is necessarily there anymore the way it used yeah. to be. Like yeah, people yeah. kind of welcome playing the Warriors, and you kind of start to see they're still a good team. I'm honestly they're better than I thought they were gonna be. I yeah. had them at a seven eight seat. Yeah, I didn't. I really didn't have them. I didn't know how they was gonna come out and pay. I didn't have them pegged for anything, but yeah, they definitely surprised me though. Yeah, the yeah. Now my my thing that's holding them back is kind of starting to show now. Like they have a lack of a big that can protect the paint. And I didn't think Clay was going to come back being as being great either. So they're about doing the same that I expected. Yeah, uh, I just I don't think they had the experience people think they have. Like obviously Steph has Draymond and Clay. They them three. Yeah, but, but you still have a lot. Of, they, have, they have a young core. They still have yeah. Black they have a lot of guys who've never really done it before. So it's like, and you know, playoff basketball is a totally different beast anyway from yeah. regular yeah, season. You have James Wiseman. You have Jordan Poole. You have yeah. uh, even you know, Wiggins. Wiggins isn't. I mean, he's been in one playoff series in his career with Minnesota. He has one playoff series in Minnesota, and that's the Jimmy Butler year. Yeah, exactly. And most people forget they even went to the playoffs. Like, that's how big of a negative that the Minnesota Timberwolves has been. 
this last decade. Play so. outside of those guys. And, you know, like, it's one thing for the Steph and them to have it. And they can give and they got Eagle Dollar. He, I forgot. I keep Eagle Dollar at this point. This nigga is out here playing his Udonis Haslam role. He is yeah. doing nothing on this team. Yeah, yeah. He, just right. be afraid of he started out playing really good, though. He started out looking like a young Eagle Dollar, but this, as the season's gone on. His age started to show. It's like, yeah. nigga old as shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, I know the Warriors will take that. I know, I know Memphis Grizzlies will take that matchup. Let Iguodala be on the floor. They will take that matchup personally. Because they young, they just got younger legs. They just super like Memphis is super athletic, like at every position. Like every position yeah. is like super. And don't forget, last year they were missing Jaron Jackson. This year they're missing Dylan Brooks. And they're still really good. And Dylan Brooks supposed to ain't he's supposed to be back, right? He's gonna be back soon. All right. And they're still in this crazy run. Like that's just yeah. yeah, they don't fear nobody. Like Memphis is definitely like they Man. probably a year or two away from like a real finals appearance for real, for real. They like if they keep yep. this quarter, depending on how it all goes. But the thing, the only thing about young teams though is tough. That's why I, I feel like contracts teams, the contracts, but also <laughs> roles. Like how content yep. will these young guys like? You know what I mean? It's one thing. This year, like yeah, yep. how content? That's that's why I I said that about the Hawks before the season started. I said the Hawks. They got all the talent in the world, but cats are not going to be content just playing these roles. Like all these cats are looking to the, they're trying to get to that next contract. You know what so I mean? So that happened. Now I'm I'm loving this a little bit because we got clowned for the James Harden trade. Now, granted, I'll say this: that's probably the best value you could have gotten out of uh, a six man of the year, James Harden. But I think people forget he's 21 years old. They are right. all three of them are at the Olympics together. And it's a mix of everything going on. Like, he spent his career, his short career being a six-man coming off the bench. He breaks out. He wants a max contract. But also, there's two more max contracts on that team. Then you go into the luxury tax. So, since yeah. he was coming off the bench, he already felt like he sacrificed one part of his career. He doesn't right. really sacrifice the monetary aspect of it. Right. So... That's going to go into slippery slope. Either you pay him and go deep into the luxury tax for three max players, or you trade him. Now, the thing that's up in the air that I still can't figure out is kind of let different people tell the story. He was traded out of nowhere. Others, other sides, other sides will tell you he requested a trade, but it happened so fast. Most people can't really You're right. Tell you what yeah. it was. Yeah. And so now you're seeing that with you're gonna see that with the Phoenix Suns. DeAndre Aiden, you're just gonna go to something like that. He's gonna be like, hey, I, play I don't know why they gave him his that extension. I just and not he's talking about a guy. He's making he's 17 and 10. And he, yeah, he, he hit you like I could be a 25 and 12 guy, right? And I can anchor a full defense like as the as though as this is and that. Yeah, you can make that argument about him. Oh, it's going to, now with Memphis is going to be interesting because again, every, every young team is going to go through this. Hell, most people don't remember if you have, if you watch the Kevin Garnett documentary, that's what that's the conversation that went on with them as well. With Steph, too. yeah, that's why well, he Steph left. Because yeah, yeah, because KG made all this money again. Yeah, KG, he's worth it. Steph worth. is like, hey, yo, can I get some money? Right, and the league was like, eh. We're gonna put a limit on some of y'all niggas, man. Yeah. Y'all can't right. be out here young, young niggas making money. Yeah, right, right. 
and they had to trade him. So it happens with every young team. So it's just interesting to see who is next on that list. The Hawks, you did mention them. Cam Reddish, like Cam Reddish wanted out. He wanted right. a bigger role. No, yeah. he got sent to the wrong team, of course, but you're going to see this with every team. Hell, John Collins at one point is going to want out. Yeah. Like, because it's going to, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be really yeah, tough. Yeah, that's the, that's the only thing about is like, <laughs> guys are going to want, like, it's one thing for vets to win and be six because they cool. They like, they accomplished a lot already. They've done all the little individual accolades, but all these young guys, like, they're going to want more shots. They're going to want, that next contract. So that's my only thing with the Grizzlies. I think I think if guys are still as like if they everybody's <laughs> John, I do see like that team does rally around Jaw a lot. Yep. So and his extension, be, his extension is coming up this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's gonna right. sign that. And yeah. no one because he's about to be all NBA for he's about to be an all NBA player this year. Right. Yeah. He that's gonna be a two hundred million dollar contract. I mean, he's gonna get paid. Um now everybody else Stephen Adams already got locked up in his contract from because he signed one with New Orleans, so he's straight off of that. Yeah, but now Bain, I think Bang still Desmond Bain is going to factor in somewhere. Yeah, Dylan Brooks, Jaron yeah. Jackson. Once it's time for them to get paid, different story. Right. Look at Phoenix. Devin Booker's contract ends next season, I believe. It's going to be his turn to get paid again. Right. At one point, everybody is everybody's turn to get paid. Mikel Bridges is going to start. It's going to be his turn to get paid at one point. Oh, he already he just signed. They just get him. They just. I think he, he just got extended. Yeah, he okay, got so extended before they because they extended him, but they didn't extend DeAndre, which was interesting. Now DeAndre wanted the max. Now DeAndre knows he's wrong for wanting the max contract. I'm not gonna lie, it, because again, it's it's from um, I'm not mad at the owners. I'm mad at the luxury tax rules because not every team is super revenue based. Yeah, and not every team like you could be playing very well, but again, luxury contract, luxury con, a luxury tax, the luxury tax, like you can't really do nothing about it. So right. once that luxury tax hits, it's a different conversation, really, because even with the whole Alex Caruso thing, yeah, it's only twenty million. A, I mean, yes, yeah, only ten million a year for Alex Caruso, but you're paying an extra twenty million for yeah. the right. luxury tax, so you're pretty much paying thirty million a year. Yeah. Just to keep LA it. should have did that though. In hindsight, they Hi, like low key because it's LA. But you, yeah, from a, exactly. From a small market perspective, you get why they want to be in luxury. Yeah, luxury but also that owner though specifically is cheap though. So I don't even know that. This yeah, Sarver, of, yeah, Sarver yeah. is pretty cheap. Yeah, Sarver, he's like a special case. He's super people's cheap. Allega- people's uh, allegations came out. I said, bro, who said this? Chris Paul snitching. Yeah, yeah, they trying <laughs> to get him out of here. Somebody trying, trying to get him out of there. For trying sure. to Donald Sterling this nigga, bro. Yeah, like, for sure. I think he just, I saw the last, re, more recent, I think he had to do a testimony on that too, recently. The owner did. Sorry. I bro. think he had to testify yeah, about that. Because you do that. Now you have to pay your talent, but also, I understand, to me, I think it's a league thing where you got to be, you got to have some more leeway for luxury tax, especially for if you're a smaller market team trying to compete. Yeah, yeah right. You're gonna see too many times they're gonna let people go. Hell, Bobby Porter signed for a lower deal. They didn't keep PJ Tucker. And you thought they would have kept PJ Tucker because they just won a championship. It's like, hey, we really can't afford it. Giannis is making fifty million. Yeah, like some things like that factor. Hell, Portland had to rip everything apart because Dame is making so much money. Right, hey, you got to do some things. You got to do low key. Things. I feel like they need to just trade. Dame. They need to just blow it all the way up, man. I've they been saying, I've been saying that too, and I think at one point. 
if you just want to be as just a fan, just like watch a day and play, you want to see him just play for your team, cool. But the goals to win a championship. Right, it's not going to happen in Portland. It's not going to happen. happen in Portland, sadly, because, again, I don't, I don't want to see players leave small markets. But it's not because you can't win in a small market. It's just like they're not really seem to be committed the yeah. same way you are to building something. Yeah. While at the same time, let's say with us, the reason we paid Russ so much money is pretty much for his loyalty. Right. Because we paid him his MVP season after KD left. He MVP, All-NBA first team, gave him a stupid amount of money. Right. Signed Paul George, stupid amount of money. Right. Committed to building around you guys. It just didn't work out that way. So we cut ties early because, again, we do – we went to the finals already. We want to win a championship. And you ask yourself, can you win with – can you win a championship with Russ and PG together making a lot of money? The answer was no. Right. So that's kind of the question to ask yourself. And that's the tough part about being a fan because at one point it always happens. I'm looking at Philly – and the tough part is like you got James Hart, which is great, but they you gotta just pay shorten, him. but you got to pay him, and you shorten the fuck out of your championship window, right? Because if you got like let's say a De'Aaron Fox, a Malcolm Brogdon, or any of those trade packages, somebody younger who's still a great All Star level player, you may not win a championship this year, but you do extend. You could extend your chances and let Embiid can still you give Embiid four more years. Right. You got about two now. You got about two now. That's if that, because like, what if? All right. So with Philly, Philly's in, like they're probably gonna end up. Well, oh, well they get. So all right, let me rephrase. So because I know Harden did lock in. He's in for next year because that was part yeah. of the trade. He because you yeah. know he could have opted out, but he he opted he, in for the sake of the trade. Yeah. Um, but still, though, even still, like you said, it is really a two-season window. It's this year. It- and next year, because it's not even just them as talent. It's just factoring in Joel, M- Joel Embiid is injury-prone now. James Harden is still James Harden, but his injuries have made him kind of slow down his player. He's 32. Yeah. Uh, J- I think Joel Embiid is about to be 29. Joel Embiid always misses at least 20 games a year. And in the East, like, you have Giannis, who's pretty much a fucking tank at 27. He rarely misses games. This nigga hyperextended his knee and was back in the finals and dropped a 50-piece. Right. (laughs) Like, you have them. You have the Miami Heat, who are are truly, if we talk about the Heat, they are a superstar signing away, whether it be a signing trade or just a signing in general. That was like like an elite-level team. Everybody dodged the, the whole East and whole league really dodged the bullet with Giannis not going there. Like if he would have left Miami or Milwaukee and went there, like the the league he would have like the, the destroyed the league. Like, yeah, because they're really because they have the culture there to really build something special and win. Right. They just don't have a top player in the league. Like I mean, you have Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler can only take you so far, which is a finals appearance. Yeah. And he and he will fight his way tooth and nail as an underdog. But you will never really have the advantage to really win. Yeah, so right. They're just that one piece away. Uh, then you have Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee's Milwaukee. You have after. Then you got Philly, of course. Who's after Philly? And the uh, standings. The Chicago. Chicago Bull. Zach yeah. Levine is resigning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He Zach could. Levine is like he's resigning. They like for them to be this good this early on. I'm impressed. 
They right. don't have to make it to the conference finals. They don't have to make it to the finals. And I mean, they had all the injuries they dealt with because they ain't had Lonzo or Caruso for Caruso's most of just now coming back. Right? right, yeah. Yeah. And Patrick Williams is out too. Right, exactly. He's been out the whole year. Yeah. They could have that. Um fifth seed. Who's fifth? Uh fifth is Boston. Boston. Yeah. Young boys, Jason Tatum and them. They're very young. They got hella years on their contract left. And you got a six seed, Cleveland Cavaliers. Young niggas. Young, yeah, yeah, and we ain't even got. Well, I think we got to pay Garland. We got to pay Garland this year. You got to pay Garland and Sexton. Yeah. So, but you got, but you dodged the bullet because Ricky Rubio is going to need to get paid too. Right. You got Jared Allen on team on a relatively team friendly deal of twenty million a year for five years. Everybody's on rookie contracts, really, except for I think Lori. You guys have got some money to make up. Yeah. And hopefully, maybe Karis LeVert gets lowballed because of his injury history. Um, they got some people to pay too. It's not, right. I mean, like, you got to pay Sexton, you got to pay Garland, and you got eventually got to figure out what to do with Isaac Coro. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so that's going to hit them. But Cleveland, this version of Cleveland with, um, I don't know who's the owner now. Is it uh, Gilbert? It's still Gilbert. Yeah. It's still Dan Gilbert. He, he will pay that money. He's yeah. not the type of owner that's like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, he will. He'll pay. Yeah, and, and he, you're, he still want to get. He still want to win a ring without LeBron. People don't forget that. That beef is still. Yeah, playing. and it's just like not even just winning a ring. It's forming a contender without LeBron. That yeah, has never exactly. happened in in Cleveland Cavaliers history. They were never really cont- a real contender. Yeah, until LeBron showed up. Yeah, ever we that's was we was French contenders. Like, because the you know, people always show them Jordan highlights when the Cavs, the like, Cavs y'all were kind of there for like a year. The Cavs like, were always higher season all those games, except like, yeah, until the, like the 90s when the Bulls finally won. But yeah, in the they, 80s, up, when they was beating us, yeah, up until the, like like 89 and 90, you know, y'all were like pretty much yeah, up there. We were higher yeah. seed, they those were upsets, like, people don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah, those were upsets, yeah, yeah, because the, the famous one, uh, game five, buzzer beater, yeah, that was upset, yeah, yeah, that was. I remember. I don't remember it, but my dad talks about. No, what? It was funny. It was on NBA TV recently, and I saw. I've never seen the whole because the ending is crazy. People like just that is a hell of a game to watch. Yeah, the ending is crazy because Craig Elo hit the shot, but you know that he hit the game winner for Cleveland. Actually, he would have been like the hero of the game, and then Jordan comes down and hits the shot, and he's a hero. You know, but yeah, that was a crazy game. That was a that was a well-constructed team. I remember watching a documentary from SB Nation, they're now Secret Base, a three-part series about the whole timeline of Cleveland Cavaliers to win a championship in the 50-year history. Were yeah. Or in the whole history of the team, really. And they mentioned like they mentioned the Stepian, what creates the Stepian rule, how you bounce back from that to become a form of content of contender. Right. You guys getting shut down multiple times, the Ron Harper trade because of off court. Things that happened, it was just I'm like, damn. Yeah, we had man, we had they had a squad. It was because yeah, Mark Price, one of the greatest shooters. Oh, ever. One of the greatest shooters. He never gets talked about enough when we talk about three point shooter. Mark Price. At one point, you have Steve Kerr. You got Craig Elo, of course. Ron Harper was on the squad at one point. Then you get Danny Ferry in the Ron Harper trade. I think he has the Drunas Ogowskis came. Drunas Ogowskis came very early. I think like early nineties. No, he ain't come till ninety. He was in the ninety six draft. 97. 96, he was in the 96 draft. Yeah, yeah, he was in the 96 draft. Yeah, yeah. It was like at one point he was on the team because he, I remember he was there with Danny Ferry. Yeah. At one yeah. point on the team. I just can't remember what year it was. Yeah. But that was that early squad. It was pretty nice. 
and it's sad to see how it turned out the way it turned out. Man, yeah. but you need but you need to actually build a team around. I really do want the Cavaliers to be more than just LeBron, because I'm not gonna lie. LeBron said, you know, Cleveland got three all-stars, you know, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, and me. I said, yo, you got to sock this thing in his mouth because ain't no way. <laughs> yeah, said, yo, he, he, you know how he played the media, dude. He want people speculating on if he coming back, you know. Nah, bro, LeBron is nasty. When I see him as a game winner, I said, no, LeBron is nasty. Yeah, LeBron man. Nasty. He is the king of narratives, bro. This yeah. <laughs> captain hit the fadeaway shot yeah. in Cleveland. <laughs> Right, right. So I heard, man, I listened to, I listened to, re, to the regain play of that shot, and I hit him say, is this for the game? Is the Cleveland is for you? And he drains it. I'm like, bro, I said, this is nasty. Yeah, LeBron's man. retirement documentary is going to be the nastiest thing we'll, we'll ever see in life. Oh, man, it's going to be worse than the last dance. Last dance felt like organic and real. This is going <laughs> to be did, so Did you? I couldn't finish it, but did you see Space Jam, this new one? Yeah, I saw it, the felt like, it felt like a LeBron documentary, really. Bro, it felt I, like... saw it, I saw the theaters with my mom because we both, because I think, I, I believe how she tells it, my mom and pops when they're married, since he was a big Jordan fan at the time, she actually became one too. So they always had Space Jam rotation when I was a baby. Okay. So that was like our movie to watch when I was like younger. So he went out just like, I, like to go see Space Jam or whatever. And I'm just like watching it. I'm not gonna lie. I like it more than most people do. No, I like it's but, classic. I like Space Jam. Yeah. I mean Space Jam. I like I saw Space Jam too. I like Space Jam too more than most. Oh, people you like? Most oh, you talking about? Yeah, I didn't like Space. Yeah, I turned it off. But, I didn't even finish it. I was like, I, I enjoy because I love Looney Tunes. So I enjoyed okay. it strictly yeah. off the sense strength of Looney Tunes. Yeah. I love them so much. But I'm like LeBron out here moving nasty in this, in this movie. Yeah, bro. It was like it was like a LeBron like ad or something or like man. I at one point I'm like, bro, I said nigga, might as well just play KD one on one at the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> movie, bro. bro. Like this movie was nasty. Yeah. Like he was like he was trying to define his legacy. I'm like, bro, LeBron, I've never seen a nigga that's in year 19 still trying to write his legacy. Yeah, it's written yeah. like LeBron really don't gotta do nothing else. Like he has nothing else to prove. Like it's because he's doing the same thing. He's more vocally doing the same thing that Kobe was doing his last years. Kobe will never tell you he was doing it. Word. Kobe knew he was never gonna get that sixth title. Yeah. To be MJ, so he started doing damn near everything else. He was scoring a lot of points. He was doing carrying carrying a subpar team to the playoffs. He was doing way more in depth interviews too. He was trying to you know. Oh, that's when he joined. He joined social media. Yeah. He was like writing books because I don't think most people will know. Kobe didn't really get his legacy that he had like the legacy he had now that he died. It amplified it after he passed the course, may he rest in peace. But that was already becoming a narrative in 2019. Right. Like, he was really starting to come back around. The Mamba Mentality book drop. Right. Doing a lot of interviews. And he was really showing himself, oh, this nigga's not a sight. He's not a sick nigga. He's just a very motivated person. Right, exactly. Kobe was sick. Kobe was sick in the head, bro. Yeah. I'll I'll never get the video with him in practice, he was just talking shit to the niggas. I never, it's, it, but they weren't winning games. You talking about like, it was like when Jeremy Lin was on the team? It, it was, was like Jeremy Lin, Jordan Hill, like it was that year. Yeah, like, motherfuckers need me. Y'all like no without me. I'm like damn. Yeah, yeah he I'm was like, doing. Nigga. I'm like nigga. I, I'm like bro. I got your contract and sign a low deal. Niggas were not trying to play with Kobe. Yeah, 
Like people, not at all. We couldn't get nobody. To, we couldn't get Kevin Durant to meet with us. That uh, couldn't he get him. Like he, he wouldn't even take a meeting. We couldn't get him. We couldn't get Melo to meet with us. We couldn't get Lamarcus Aldridge in 2015 will meet with us. PG was. I mean, they tried, but we locked up PG before y'all could. Because y'all wanted to wait until free agency to get PG. Y'all didn't want to trade for him. Yeah, right. We traded for him and convinced him to resign. Even then, after he resigned and wanted to trade, because apparently, again, this is just all speculation, it was speculated that he would resign with Oklahoma if he had a legit chance of being a contender there. And if it wasn't going to work out that way, it was like a under the it was like an agreement that they would part ways if they could become a legit contender. Word. You get bounced out in the first round, deuces. Understandable. Right. No ill will to I think I, I still love Paul George. But just for our pick's sake, I hope they don't win a championship. That's just for us. I hope that's oh, right. Better. Yeah, y'all get all the yeah, y'all get it. <laughs> we got their picks for a minute. Just yeah. for no ill will. I want to see him, I want to see him do well. We love Paul George over here. But it's just like y'all couldn't attract nobody, and then here comes LeBron to say today. So you know, LeBron nasty, man. You know that's <laughs> gonna be the also, documentary. You know that's gonna be the documentary other, too. The other the nasty thing he doing, people don't realize switching them jersey numbers. He trying to get two jerseys retired with the Lakers like Kobe, bro. He not low. He oh not my low. God, bro, LeBron is sick. No, you know <laughs> if he, you know what? No, he knows even sicker. Let's say he get. Let's say let's say it's not even for the Lakers, right? Because, you know, Lakers, they like to be stingy with their Jays retirements. I feel like, let's say he does opt out of his contract in next year. You know, his, his contract is done after next year. Right. Let's say he does leave and goes back to Cleveland. Because I'm going to say this about Bronny. I think Bronny's the type of player he's going to need two years in college before he goes to the draft. Yeah. Or a major growth spurt, one of the two. He's going to need something, yeah. So that two years, that's the 2025 draft. Yeah. That two years is empty. This Negro is going to go to Cleveland, rock the number six, help y'all win the championship. <laughs> oh, God, bro. Your name will never know how to be associated without LeBron James. Man. Because, you know, Colin Sexton just signed with Clutch Sports. Like, bro, this is nasty. It's going all around. Yeah. Right. My Bronny. other one of my theories with Bron is I can see him like retiring and, and coming back when Bronny come back or when getting the league. That is like, like taking them years true. off, resting a little bit, and then coming back and playing when Bronny come back. I can see him doing that. I got I do got a lot of faith in Bronny though. I got like I got all the Bronny stock. I think he, I know he ain't, like obviously he's not the number one. He ain't the best player in his class right now. But, but I he's just think, still a top forty-ish player in the nation, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And it's like all that, like you know, you know, ain't no guarantees any either way. But it's still like it's still a lot of development. It's still early in his class. He was well, now it's not. He a junior now. It's kind of actually getting yeah. close. But but uh, yeah, but still, I got I got a lot of faith that Bronny gonna be all right. I think somebody mentioned it that he could do, and I think that probably be the best for him. It was kind of floated around about him going to the NBL. I'm just like. Look at the two uh, niggas who are really young that came from the NBA and look at them now. And, and as far as that's LaMelo, who won, rookie, who won Rookie of the Year, and Josh Giddy, who also won Rookie of the Year. These two dudes, they were kids playing with real men at the age of 18. Yeah. And just kind of like they're showing out their whole skills, really. Yeah. 
MBO, I can see that for him because he needs something to where he can just because he's too he's a bit too famous for the states. Which yeah. he, for the most part, Lamelo was too. Lamelo couldn't really accurately yeah on his game here because he's yeah. too much celebrity out here. Right, right. So, yeah, no, I, I think yeah, it'd be that'd be good for that would be cool for his development if he because he had college. I, I honestly, I don't even really think college is just a good option anyway for development. Like it's it's not, obviously it's, it's just, path you can do. Like if you got to wait that year, play college, you know, do it. But in terms I, of development, I don't really see it unless you plan for like. I think the only cat Calipari Kostrzewski is the only two coaches I see as like. All right, you're gonna get some good coaching. You're gonna get co- NBA coaching. They know what it takes to be great in the NBA, so you're gonna get coached up in that regard. Outside of remind that, me who, remind me who Calipari, who's that's Kentucky's coaching. I was about to miss, so I was about to, I had to verify and ask because SGA went to Kentucky two years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's know, they, they, kept the most, right? they, most, yeah. they kept calling the most coachable player. So yeah, Kentucky's one of those programs. If Kentucky is the exception, though. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like that's the that's the only thing. But I like what you're saying with the going overseas and playing and playing as a grown man. Like you said, playing real pro black. Like you playing real pro basketball. You're not playing just college like a because I don't even like the college game. It's not like there's no translation from college to NBA. There's nothing they don't at all. They don't have no overlap really. And so it's like it doesn't really make sense to like it's just what the system is. So you got to play. You know, obviously because you can't come right out straight out. Well, now they got the G League joint where you can do that, but. Which the G League, yeah. looking at their fir- their first two breakouts from it, I don't really like what I saw from them enough to be like, okay, this G League alternative is the way to go. Yeah, it's it's hit or miss. Like Jalen Green was, he's deep, you know, he did okay. It was Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga, but you could argue Jonathan Kaminga, he's just benefiting off the Warrior system. Yeah, because he coming out, <laughs> it hurt his draft stock, honestly. Who? Kaminga? Kaminga's, oh, yeah. Because yeah, Kaminga was, was supposed to be a. Uh, uh, top notch, top five yeah. pick, hands down. Yeah. It was supposed to be, yeah, Kay, Mobley, Green, uh, Suggs, and Kaminga. Yeah, Scotty Barnes rises. Right, exactly. J- Suggs fall. Oh my gosh, Suggs fell. Yeah, Suggs. Oh, that's tough. I thought Suggs was probably the most NBA ready. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Suggs a lot too. I thought he was going to be the. I thought Toronto was going to pick him, but you know, I did too. But apparently, Scotty Barnes had an amazing workout, and he it worked out for them. Scotty Barnes has been playing. He's, he's been cold. great for the Raptors. He's yeah. been great, and again, he's a college boy. Kate Cunningham, college. Evan Mobley, USC. Um, Josh Giddy, NBL. I think Franz Wagner, Michigan. Like, yeah, yeah. These, these guys are still going to college. I think. Your best alternative, I think the NBA is probably going to start utilizing the NBL a lot more than they do now. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is seeming like the better seem the NBL to me seems like the way to go because the EuroLeague is operates differently. But they need you, you really do need like a true development for some of these young guys because they're not going to get into college. Nah. You're, you're nah. playing on a team with guys who are definitively stars or going to go to the league. Or you're playing with, or you're playing with players that are just there for a scholarship, or just walk. Yeah, they yeah. Or you playing like so. This will happen. I've been uh, like Jabari Smith, the dude at Auburn. I think he's like the projected number one pick right now. It's between him and Chet. It's him and Chet out of Yeah, but um, Jabari. Sometimes I've seen this a lot where cats who super talented they get they end up playing 
Like he he's not a guard, so like they'll play with guards that like just ain't getting them the ball like all the time. It's like yo, this your best. I like you get them taking shots, and it's like yo, you not like you about to be playing overseas, or you not even about to be playing professionally at all. But they, but you know, like college is kind of still got that old school hierarchy thing, where it's like all right, yeah. you got this older junior senior guard, so yeah, he got the green light to take shots, but he really not. You know, your friend Jabari's the best option. He should be getting the ball every possession, but that's not always how it happens. So, yeah, or even looking at situations like, let's say Duke, the, that Duke team in 2019. Yeah, they hella underachieved, but I can't blame them. Right. You had two, yeah, three lottery picks on that same team. You had Cam Reddish, Zion, and RJ Barrett. Right. Like at one point, you have the definitive number one pick. You have the consolation prize, and then you have this other kid. All very and Reddish guys. hurt it. That kind of hurt his stock because yep. he was actually higher, higher rated coming in. But then yep, but playing man. at Duke, you know, he didn't get as many shots. He just wasn't get, never got the fit in like he, you know. Yeah, and that's so, kind of, yeah. and that's the that is really the toughest part about dealing with some of these college players, and that's why I'm I'm open to exploring all exploring all routes. Hell, bring back bring back. It seems to me more now that franchises are looking to develop talent instead of just looking for talent to save their franchise. This will be a good era if they had a high school pipeline now again. Yeah, yep, because to me, the top to me, I always say uh, unless you're just a phenomenal, unless college really just puts you on a different on a medium like that. Yeah. You're pretty much known since high school. Like right. The fact that Jalen Green was picked number two and he was projected to be the first pick coming out of high school before he went to the G League uh, thing, he dropped one slot. And that's coming from high school to the G League. And that's because Kate Cunningham, surefire bet, he was performing great under pressure. He seemed right. like very mature for, as a player. Again, 6'8 guard, who's a point guard who could score, facilitate. He could do it all, damn near. Right. You have to pick him. Uh, Jalen Green still went two. And Mobley was still very high. He went three. And a regular draft that wasn't stacked like this one, last one was, he probably would have gone one. Right. Top talent is a top talent. It doesn't mean, yeah, you can. Just because you declare out of high school doesn't mean everybody will. And I'm looking at some bus from high school. Like, let's look at um, the Kwame Brown one. Kwame sucked. I will not lie. He was terrible. But it does not help knowing that the Wizards had this number one pick that they were going to trade to get Elton Brand on a team where MJ decided to come back and play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and development just wasn't what it, like, only, like, the Spurs, really just the Spurs was only a franchise that would develop talent. And develop so funny, you know, who, you know who was on their, um, you know who was, who was uh, on their scouting team in that era of the Spurs? Who, who? Sam Presti. Oh, he's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah can, right. He, okay, yeah, yeah, I did that. He, he convinced came. them to draft uh, Tony Parker. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow, yeah. And I, now, I, I, now Spurs is the outlier. Yeah. Now you're seeing. Um, like everybody's like, mainly most of them, except the big market franchises. Like yeah. LA, Lakers will never be a developmental. Like, yeah, of course. But yeah. it's like, I think like, let's say 10 years ago or back when the last full rebuilds were happening, the only franchise you could really say were just developing talent like that, were going through just develop their players, probably the Spurs and the Thunder. 
Yeah. That's yeah. probably it. Now you're seeing the Cavs are doing it. Memphis is doing it. Yeah. Orlando Magic is doing it. Oh, they took a they took a chance on Markel Fultz. Markel, I want I want to see Markel Fultz really just thrive. Yeah, same. But I, yeah. I think Philly's mistakes with the process really turned teams around on how to truly develop. Because yeah, they was getting all the number of top few picks. I mean, they, they bro, whatever they were doing is like crying to basketball. Them yeah. boys just running around, not doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they didn't have good luck. Well, they weren't making good picks for one, but they oh just, they were terrible at drafting. Yeah, that was the other thing. They weren't good. Like uh, yeah, they weren't. There's good. no way in hell you're gonna convince me. They lucked into MB because MB was supposed to be the number one pick. Yeah, and B broke his foot. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They lucked into him, but outside of that, like oh, they you pick a, a center one year and you pick Oka for another year. year and then yeah. the center the year after. Yeah, yeah. And they, then I think after what happened with Markel Fultz, I said this is pretty much a nail in the coffin of what the process was to me. Right. Selecting the best player available, but not really evaluating the talent, because there's no way in hell, to me at least, that you do not. This guy's whole jumper is messed up, but right. y'all don't know why. Exactly. Because when I'm looking at his jumper or when I saw his free throws, I said, nah, there's nerve damage there somewhere. Something yeah, happened going to on. Yeah. I, I never knew. I don't know if it was mental or if it – because his college highlights was cold. Mark oh, was cold. And what – so what they initially were planning to do, and I kind of saw the vision a little bit, I think we look at Ben Simmons differently if Markel Fultz pans out. Markel Fultz was a guard that could just purely score. Yeah, Ben exactly. Simmons was a supersized guard that could defend and facilitate. You didn't right. need to rely on him to score. I think if if Fultz works out perfectly fine, there's no way in hell you go through the drafting process, you go through the scouting process, you do the workouts, you do the physical, and no one saw a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they said. I think what I always was hearing was that they. He changed. They said he changed his shot on his own that summer or something. And how the hell does no one know? Yeah, because they because they were debating if he got into like a. They think they were speculating he may have gotten into an accident. I'm like that. Would, those records have been public information. We would have known about it. Right. It just makes no. It still bothers me because there's no way. And I think and he probably did try to change the shot on his own because guards needed to shoot more threes at the time. Right. Looking at him played now, I think he's at this point where he's giving up on the three ball. And he's strictly just going to attack and just hit the mid range, which yeah, he don't of- shoot threes hardly ever unless he like got a corner three open. He like because his that's the thing though, he's still a great pat. Like even without a shot, he's still a great facilitator and a still can get to the rim like with the his like his yeah. But he's just man. But honestly, they could have really just eased all their issues if they just would have took Tatum number one, like. Tatum would have solved a lot of their problems too, because they never, they never found well, like, they, and they wouldn't have traded an extra pick. They yeah, just take them at three. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure. And then again, Boston must have known something because they. Oh yeah, they definitely. I think they Markel Fultz because since his number one pick, and they said, "Eh, we don't want him." Yeah, exactly. They definitely knew something. Because there's no way, and Jason Tatum was nice. But we weren't looking at Jason Tatum and just being like, he's yeah. the guy. He's going right. to be next. Because I'm looking I'm looking at that class. Hell, I think, to me, 
if I'm looking at that class and what the immediate impact was, it's probably Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is probably the one that comes to mind when I'm thinking of like that 2017 class making some big noise. Yeah. And hell, Donovan Mitchell, for a long time, you can still debate, he might be better than Tatum now. Donovan Mitchell was just that good. Yeah. How he fell to 15. Yeah. Or 13. Lucky 13. 13. But 13, that's a pick in the oh, NBA that's 15, legendary. 15 was bam. Yeah. That's yeah. 15 pick was. Yeah. yeah. Or four, I think Bam was 14. I think Bam, Bam was, was actually. He because he was in that teens area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think Bam was actually 14. But uh 13 in the NBA, like if I if, if you get a fan of a team and they got the 13th pick, like that's a lucky pick. Like every it's, it's a legend. Kobe was 13th pick, Devin Booker. Donovan Mitchell, it's some other people too, but yeah, that's the that's one that's like, yo, you can you can find a gym at thirteen, and as long as you just gotta look and find them, like gyms are always there, but people don't really evaluate talent. Yeah, it's kind of just do whatever. Yeah, and everybody kind of like, like it's all like I I've found like even I'm a, I'm an NFL fan too, like teams in general are always doing copycatting, or they're always trying to figure out like. Nobody does their own research. They're just they'll go off of like, okay, everybody thinks this player is A, B, and C. Cool, I'm gonna just follow in line with that instead of doing my own scouting and figuring out like, and also what fits my team. He that Mike player might not fit my team. That might not, you know what I mean. And so, and that yeah. that makes sense too because um, I'm not gonna lie. For those listening, we did a live stream back in the summer of the draft, and you know we had the notorious six pick. Right. We were thinking it's either going to be Jonathan Kaminga or James Booknight. And then I don't like to I don't like to be on social media and read because I rather just see because I I get anxious. Oh yeah, because they'll spoil like shams or yeah. wads will like yeah yeah. So spoil. I'm on a live stream with these guys and they said, "Hey yo, shams just tweeted because we already seen like the we already knew what the five picks were going to be in the first place anyways. Whatever. We just everybody knew. Okay, the six picks when the draft gets interesting." So I'm just waiting to hear James. I'm waiting to hear the Thunder select James Booknight or Kaminga. Yeah. And then they said, "Ayo." They said Shams just tweeted. I said, "What did he tweet?" They said the Thunder like jo- the Thunder are seeming to like Josh Giddy at six. I said, "Huh?" We talking about a dude who was supposed to go ten. Right. I said, "I don't believe y'all." And I saw I heard that draft music, and saw this white boy walk on stage. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what? And looking up now, I'm not mad. I was gonna I'm say you mad, gotta trust your boy Presty. Like I, I don't trust no GM more than I trust him. But apparently they flew Josh Giddy into LA for a secret workout. Oh word. a strictly one-on-one workout. That's what the that's what was coming out like that week after we drafted him. Yeah, apparently, like Josh really wanted to go to OKC. And they kind of had him in for a secret workout, and they really liked what they saw from him. Yeah, so they picked yeah. him at six. I was like, "Listen, I ain't mad at it." Right. Yeah, you can tell like his board just looks different than most people do. So yeah, yeah. Because looking at some of these players and what they turned out to now, Booknight don't even get playing time. Hell, Booknight fell to eleven. But that's yeah, he not, but he he went to a team that, that was has, just real guard heavy. Yeah, and it's, they're not developing. It's just guard. That's that's always been Charlotte's issue. Like they always want to really compete and not take their time to build. Yeah, it's like they say, hey, we got Lamelo, we straight. Yeah, I'm like Lamelo's great, 
but I don't think but he him, still needs development. Like Melo's yeah. really good, but he still does need like time to kind of keep developing and everything like that. He's definitely yeah. a star, but yeah, yeah they got like he's gonna need his time for sure. Yeah, and I don't think Scary Terry is helping because uh-huh. Scary Terry's taking up time. Then you got James Booknight. James Booknight, I think he's a walking bucket. I watch. Yeah, he is. I like Booknight's game a lot. But again, he needs time to develop too. So it's one of those things where the draft is interesting. So that's why I'm kind of watching now. So the people who are on my board to be Thunder players are nowhere near <laughs> who's on everybody else's board. Everybody's looking at your court. Of course, if we get if we get the top pick, I'm on Jabari. Word. But in my mind, I think it's, I have a That's like another score. KD on the low if y'all get Jabari, low-key. That nigga, not, not as tall, but low-key. Like Honestly, kind of I kind of have him as what we wanted. To I, To me, Jabari is low-key what we wanted, what we all thought Blake Griffin was going to end up being. But Blake Griffin never really honed into those skills like that. Like, he knew he had it in him. He just seems like more of a sure bet. Like he's athletic, but he also can shoot. He can kind of space the floor. Yeah, he NBA player son, man. I get you. T- you know, I already told you about how I feel like about he. His dad played in the league. Jabari Smith. Yeah, he's Who's named after his dad. His dad was named Jabari Smith too. Oh shit, that's yeah. crazy. His dad didn't play that long. His dad was like maybe he had a cup of coffee in the league, but still though, still oh, I get. That nigga's gonna be nice. Though. Yeah, I like Paolo too, and I like Chet. To me, Chet is probably the biggest bust material out of those three. He just got a weird. I don't know how his body's gonna develop. He just it's his frame. Like he's so he, he's great defensively, but this nigga's so fucking skinny. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna like. And y'all got a cat. Y'all got Poco already. Poku. To me, I just say he's more, he's more talented. But I'm like, yo, we already we're already putting Poku on this plan. Yeah. We're trying to make him gain weight. Like we yeah. gotta do this with another motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. A, I like Paulo. Man, is like, I, I low key. I mm-hmm. thought he was. He's not projected anymore. But I thought at early in the I college thought, season, I, I thought, thought he was number, he was number one. one too. But he's he like Giannis was. with like way more like fluidity to his game. I don't know if that makes sense. Like yeah, he, he just like he's more he, natural. Looks like with a player. He's not as a versatile of a player as Chet or Jabari is. Right. Yeah. But, he can't shoot like them. Yeah. But what he's really good at. He's really good at that thing at this point. You're looking for a third and fourth piece if you're the Thunder in this draft. Yeah. Like you're looking for that piece. And then once you get that piece, you know, like, okay, this is our core. Now let's start kind of filling the pieces after that. But who's on my board as far as who we're taking outside of that top three? I am looking depends on his shade and sharp. Now, if he declares for the draft, then it's a different story. But if he doesn't declare, I got uh, AJ Griffin. Okay, yeah. I got Keegan Murray, and I got Jalen Duran as people that's on like the Thunder's board and radar. Yeah. Okay. So you want you looking at well, AJ, well, Jalen Duran's a big man center. Yeah, Jalen Duran's like, but again, we have two guards who can really facilitate, and yeah. this nigga is athletic. I I like Jalen Duran. It's on the boat. Big spectrums of potential, what they say potential is. I like that shit. Yeah, okay, yeah. So they said he cannot be Andre Drummond or Dwight Howard. And I said, okay, I'm in. He can shoot, though. Can he? Can J? Because I, I got to actually, I haven't even started looking at Dre. Outside he, of top three, I don't really know. Like, I've heard some names, but I don't know. He's not, he's not really a good shooter, but he's he's your typical big. Okay. Like he's, he's athletic. He can grab rebounds, and he's, he lives kind of in the paint. 
Okay. So pretty much, I'm just like, okay, we have two guards who love to facilitate, who are in the back yeah. over each other. I think they, I think Jalen Duren will be money on our team. Word. I like Keegan Murray a lot. I think he fits everything that we need in one player. So he plays like a big. He can also really shoot quick. And then AJ again, we need scorers. Yeah. I, I like I like full to me. You could get any center on the trade market or buy low. Yeah, I think the forwards are the interesting thing because it's hard to find talented forwards and wings. Yeah, three and that's D guys hard. are like that's like the the yeah. Those are the hardest players to find. Like yeah, I'm looking in the draft for those guys. So like I was looking at Patrick Baldwin Jr. I was liking Shaden Sharp for a minute. I like Jaden Ivy too. Only thing okay, is we have yeah. a lot of guards. We have a lot of guards also too. Like nigga, we are guard heavy, but truthfully, and Thunder fans, when I say it, outside of Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, and Lou Dort, we question we question Lou Dort's fit because he's undersized. He really only plays defense, and he's he's a scorer, but he really does not have a specific role as far as his scoring goes. Right. And then you have Josh Giddy. Everybody else, them niggas ain't that good. Like Dale yeah. Maldon's not that good. Ty's Rome, not that good. Um, we have a lot of Lindy Waters. He's a G League guy. I think you keep him on the team because he's a he's he's an Oklahoma native and he's actually Native American. I think you kind of just keep him, just keep him. Yeah. yeah everybody else, I'm like, if I'm like, if you put any of these guys on the trade block, that's that's um, that's not Shay Dort or Giddy. I will not miss them. Like. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like that's yeah. just kind of how it is. Like those are the three that I really like on our team, and then yeah. we figure the rest out. Everybody now, who, else can go. Who, oh, and Trey uh, Man, we just how many? Oh yeah, Trey. Yeah, y'all do get Trey Man too. Uh, how many picks y'all get in this? Uh, y'all get Jaws, but we got the look. Clippers and we got the Suns pick. So the question is again: Yeah, these picks. There's options of what to do with them. You can either package those two picks. Plus a future pick, trade up, or you could package our you could package all our picks in this draft, plus a future pick, and I guess a young player you trade up to get the top pick if you really wanted to, or you could tra- and you can take a young player plus our picks and then trade up. It's just you just don't know what is going to happen yeah. because you use all your picks last draft, and we drafted with all our picks last year. Oh no, we didn't. Because we traded the pick in the band Singoon. We traded that one away for two more future picks. Right. Yeah, we, traded, we traded that one away for two more future picks. And then we traded a, two of our um, – and then I think we tra- – uh, we had six picks in the draft last year. I think we traded two of our uh, second-round picks last year to trade up for a second rounder and then we drafted and got jeremiah robson earl and aaron wiggins andrew wiggins brother so we ended up, we walked away with four players we got four picks this year or okay we we cannot because <laughs> we already had to wave we already had to wave gabriel deck and cut him last year we got too many players yeah what happened last year was we drafted quite a few people we had to wave quite a few people I don't think we could do that again this year. For sure, yeah. I'm uh, I was pulling it up, but yeah, nah. 
Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But I think I do think Presti get he gonna make a swing at a superstar. I feel like too because he does he does it all the time. Like it's not just like he's gonna forget how to do it. Yeah, right. I think he's gonna make a swing at some a superstar at some point. Yeah. You just gotta wait to see which one because you gotta wait to see which one becomes disgruntled. Because then once one becomes disgruntled, the price for them is set. Yeah, if right. You to get, if you try to get at them early, you have to overpay. Yeah, right. He kind of got a way for him like easy to get Paul George where Paul George is like, eh, I'm over Indy. It's easy to get um Kawhi Leonard. That Kawhi Leonard trade was some bullshit. To the uh, the, to the Raptors? DeMar DeRozan, Yaka Pertle in the first round pick. Yeah, well, that Kawhi. was, yeah. When I saw I, that trade, I said, what the fuck? <laughs> I, everybody speculated, though. They said it like the Spurs kind of did it out of spite because they, you know. Yeah, because like, he wanted to go to L.A. And yeah, they, right. They said, no, nah, we're going to see. Like, we're going to see just the cold, nigga. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Boy, because even with the AD, now that one, this that's LeBron being LeBron and forcing the Lakers to trade everything away yeah. to get AD because – AD was very apparent that he was not going to reside anywhere else except the Lakers. Right. So, I don't know. It was weird. And I think once the price is set on a player, the price is set on a player once they get disgruntled. Right. Yeah. And once that happens, um, it's open season about who can either swing it, who, who could either come in and get that player, or who. Because it could be best package, but sometimes the best package isn't always the package that they want. Hell, I'm still surprised y'all snuck in there and got Jared Allen. Y'all they, got Jared well, Allen on the James Harden trade. Man, that was How like that I have no idea. That like was like one of those. That was kind of like a because the Nets kind of overpaid for Harden a little bit, a little bit. Oh, it's because initially, because what their trade was, it was Lavert Allen plus all the picks. Right. Some and then the, Rock, the Rockets didn't want Jared Allen. That's how we get. The, they didn't uh, want Jared Allen, which is dumb. You're right. I don't think they wanted him or uh, Lavert because they ended up trading Lavert up to for Oladipo. Yeah. And I don't know what they gave you guys. I don't know what you guys gave them. You guys probably gave up a pick or something. You guys gave us something stupid. Yeah, we get Jared yeah. Allen. Yeah. Now you guys got rid of Brooklyn could really use Jared Allen. They ain't had they have been find a center like since they traded him. When I've been saying, I said Brooklyn is going to regret that James Harden trade. Everybody kept saying no, they won. They got James Harden. I said yeah, but you don't understand how good. Then then Woody tore his ACL, so that's different. Right. But I'm just kind of looking at the whole scale of things, and you gave up. These three guys together were keeping your team afloat at a seven seed while Kyrie and Katie were hurt. These guys are winning you games, going dumb. And shout out to Cleveland. You guys got that cancer out of your locker room and Kevin Porter Jr. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Like, I know he blew up because they moved his locker, but that wasn't the first instance, apparently. No, nah, he had some other stuff going on. He had like, I know he was definitely getting into it with he's a super um, talented player. Though. I really wish he would like figure it out, but yeah, because he, he was getting into it with Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. Yeah, yep. And I think because I think the moment they trade him away, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton figured out their chemistry together as well. Yeah, like Kevin Porter, he was disrupting a lot of shit. Yeah, 
And y'all got rid of him. You guys got Jared Allen out of it. And now you guys got Evan Mobley. God damn. You know, you're talking motherfuckers that lucked into everything. Like, I'm trying to do what y'all do. I'm trying to. Yeah, we backed into it, though. Like, like, this was not no Sam Presti master plan. It was like, just a. I, I, think that's, was, I think that's the part that hurts the most is because, like, I can sleep at night if it's just like, okay, it, whatever happens, happens, you luck into it. There's a plan here, and I'm losing sleep on it because I have yet to figure it out. Yeah, I don't and, know. And I don't think on. I don't think Presty all the way knows either. I think he's just waiting to strike type of thing. Like he's buying his time. It's, cause he there is something that he wants to do, but I think he's just waiting for the right time. Yeah, so I think he has he has to has he has he has to have his eye on someone. There's no reason he has all these picks because I think even now, after the picks we used last year, we. Still have about 15 or 16 first round picks in the next few years. That's crazy. And not including that, we have a lot of second rounders. I think before we used our picks last year, we had 38 picks total over the Man. course of six years. I don't know what we're doing with them. Yeah. He has to have his eyes on somebody. Right. And just be like, because we thought we was going to trade up to get Evan Mobley <laughs> last year. That's what we was like, oh, we're going to get Evan Mobley. Might have, that might have not been a bad move to make like guild having shay and and evan that would have been a nice duo to oh, have. Man, that would have been that would have been disgusting yeah. i would have i would have took that over like giddy's nice though giddy's a great player like it's a good but i like i like giddy because i didn't know he was as nba ready as he is now yeah but um evan is like gonna probably be the best player in that that class and that's saying it because i think this class is gonna be great it's already pretty good i um, think I have Evan as the best. Giddy is literally like I'm trying to push the Giddy agenda, but damn, Evan Mobley is really good. Giddy might not be the best white dude yet. Franz is like right. Franz hey, nah, is don't nice. you do that. <laughs> nah, we are pushing the Giddy agenda. Franz we, is nice, bro. I like. Pushing, I hear you. We are pushing this Giddy agenda. Franz is cold. I ain't think Franz had that. Franz, I didn't either. I'm not gonna lie. Franz is because cold, man. Bleach Report had us taking Franz. Word. Bleacher Report has taken us. Fred has taken Franz, which I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not mad at it either. Franz is nice, but something about Giddy is interesting that I really just like. Yeah, he like he is a guy who can, he can, but a Franz is kind of similar. He can do a lot too, but yeah, Franz is he cold man. I like. I didn't think he had this though. I did not think he had this type of bag. Um, man. I'm pulling up. I just had to pull him up again. Yeah, Franz is hooping. Um, but yeah, but hey, dude, this was. I gotta. I'm gonna have to roll soon. But this was dope, bro. Let me. Anytime you ever needed somebody to be on again, I yeah, this was fun. Bet, uh, because we ended up going full in on basketball, but yeah, right. I didn't. I didn't know what we. But yeah, this was cool though. I hadn't. This was a cool battle. Yeah, this was good chat. Don't you do a podcast with your homie? Yeah, yeah, but we don't talk sports at all. We barely, it's not even about sports, but so I, yeah, we and normally I talk movies too, but I also can talk sports, also. But yeah, we definitely get y'all back on because I, I think I want to discuss the most obscure movies that you've ever found that you've ever seen. Oh, that was that's a good, I would have to think on that too. That, yeah, I'm down to, I'm down to come back. Yeah, I'm not a yeah, yeah, I'm not a huge, as big of a movie buff as sports buff, but I'm down to always talk movies, though, still. I like Because I've been on this quest this year to find the worst movie that was ever created. <laughs> and it I'm is. Trying, 
Yeah, I'm trying it's, to think of an obscure movie. Now you get. I'm about to. I'm about to think on that. I'm about to like go back and like think about. Uh, I'm about to watch an obscure movie tonight with my girl, actually. So maybe I, that might be that might be my whatever I watch tonight might be my answer. Like this random black movie that we <laughs> <early> found, <laughs> low budget, real low budget. Man, the low budget ones be killing you. It's like, yeah. damn, these niggas. You don't know if there's effort or no effort. Like. <laughs> You can never tell. Yeah, but I'm down. Yeah, just have me. I'll, I had a great time, though, bro. Let me, like, any time, let me know. I'm down. All right, bro. Yeah. All right, man. And y'all, and this is episode 92, and this is a signing off. All right, man. All right. I'll see you, bro. Thanks for having me.